It took me nine hours to get home today from uh, from Cle- uh, Independence, and Mars said it took her six and a half to get home from her camping trip. So I'm going to go ahead and defer to you, Mars, and le- and you have to tell us because we were already at the show. So now it's your turn to tell us one why you weren't there, and then two, <laughs> how did it go? I mean, I think we all. I made it very clear it was gay camping trip. Yes, like, for the listeners. Yes, <clears throat> we we've talked about this like on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We acknowledge that's why I wouldn't be there. Yep. But yeah, had the gay camping trip. It was a wonderful time. Uh, went with my love, JB. <laughs> uh, also, it's you know it's wild how you can just meet the most famous people in the most random of places. Yeah. Would you believe I ran into the hitman? the best there is the best there was the best there ever will be (laughs) and we have a guest it's unbelievable Uh, see i was gonna do a proper introduction yes you got the run in that's great but wow hold on first of all i knew this isn't a video podcast but i just have to put this out the hair was wet Appreciate the attention to detail. <laughs> yes, very good. But I was going to introduce her as proper, like caller in the show and special guest, surprise guest that I secured because I so dedicated to this podcast that even though I missed Absolution, I wanted to do something big for this. How special! Now we can have we can have JB do a live uh, question when we have so, our, we have our guest. Well, there's a call, but well, also. We could have used JB's uh, uh, text, you know, the the doc, the text of the call as JB could just say it. Then we don't even need to have the call. It's it doesn't work that way now. It just it just trust just trust the process on this. <laughs> but while we had some time before we get our proper guest, I was going to get a, a surprise guest. I was going to pass the mic off for two minutes because I care about our listeners, and this is what I do for our listeners. Sure. I want to know about the trip, though. Where did you guys stay? Where did the two of you stay? In a tent or in like a glamping type of like a house? We stayed in a tent. You went tent and bo- is- you bought like tents that you set up like with the sticks and everything? The tents, yeah, tents are there. Oh, they're already there? I mean, no, they brought there, but there's t- tents. <laughs> I wasn't a- responsible for the tents. I can't say anything about the tents. I was I had no part of the tents. So what did you do? Bring the canteens of, of water of water and booze and the food? What did you bring? Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> did you bring the herbal refreshments? The herbal refreshments. I brought the nicotine for everyone. Everyone was up, you know, sometimes when you're just out in the woods, you need the nicotine. Yeah. That's what I supplied. How yeah. many the folks did you go nicotine. with? Nicotine. Air so quotes on nicotine. So it's six hours from where you live to Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and you, you <laughs> stayed in the hard house. Is, is that what you're telling me? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You were in you were in the heart dungeon all weekend. I would JB. like I would have liked a picture of JB like with the the background like the sky, you know, kind of looking off with like two hands on the knees like this, and looking off like Bret Hart did in that picture. It would have oh been God. amazing. Oh. We may have to go back and try that again. So tell yeah. JB to bust out the, the outfit. Would you? I mean, I was I was about to offer you the chance to just do that yourself yes, right now. Yes. yes. So I'm going to introduce her as caller and friend of the show. The other JB. Also, since this is a little recording and she has to listen right now, I just really want to say, hey, I love you so much. And I'm so happy you put up with all my bullshit. 
Okay. She's getting this the is, mic for two minutes. This is very sweet. What are we doing here? All of a sudden, we're, we're a wholesome show. Yeah, I just what? apologized to Patty about how vulgar we are, and now we're all wholesome. Now it's very wholesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just got to have a little bit of that. JP, <laughs> so how did the camping trip go? Let's hear it from your mouth. Uh, I think it went pretty good. Um, just had to, uh, you know, one of those things where I set everything up, but I wasn't going to be the first person there. So I was always... Always responding to it, but that's any that's any trip. How many people did you go with? Um, eventually, about six people ended up being there. Um, not all at the same time. Probably at max about five people all at once. But yeah, oh, huh. that's fun. You missed a good time. They opened up the bar at uh at the Tadmore Shrine, the big bar room. Everybody was oh, able wow. to sit in there, and you could. Kind of get away from the show. It was very crowded. Um, oh, yeah. Just from the first little bit, uh, looking at the stream, saw it was pretty full at the start. And usually not a lot of uh, the Tedmore Shrine shows are fairly full that early. Well, the fun thing is they opened up that bar and we get there early. So me and Butters and Jayhawk and my brother and Ed and Dustin all got a chance to sit at the bar and like hang out for a good like 35, 40 minutes before the show started. Um, so that was outstanding. It, it, it's, I think they need to keep it open. I don't know if it, it'll justify the amount of people, you know, to keep it open if they only have 250, but I think they had at least 500. So, you know, we would have liked to have the both of you there. It would have been, it would have been a lot of fun. Yeah. We were definitely, uh, missing out a little bit, but now you have to catch up on what you, you missed. I was happy about the, the Bret Hart photos though. That's, that's yeah. They were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy with how those turned out. We found a well, good spot for them. What was that planned, or you just were like, "Yeah, it's my turn to uh, to do something." Um, just kind of had this stuff together, and as soon as the uh, tweet happened, I was like, "Well, I've got all the stuff together, bringing it to the trip." It's West Virginia. There's mountains. We'll find something. I like it. That is excellent. I'm glad to have you on. So, since you're live now, who's your favorite caller to the show? Ooh. Favorite caller to the show? Um, I think I like Zach's calls. I think those are nice, you know, not too. They're fun. Gives a little bit of a left field thing that spices it up a little bit. Yeah, Zach's got a good got a good head on his shoulders. I like it. Nice. What else? Are, what else are we talking about? Are we allowed to talk about the the show, even though Marcy and JB missed it? Well, we're going to review it. We're going to review it at the end of the show here. Let's not get too far behind the curtain, but we're, oh, yeah, we're we should, recording we, that after the interview. So. And we should talk about it. B-b-b-br, super show. It's a super show doubleheader tonight and tomorrow that we are merging into one conglomerate of show. Yes. The show of shows, if you will. Okay. Well, this I do have be a, like uh, two hours, hopefully, maybe more. <laughs> yeah, I, I do have an update for uh, you, Butter, uh, on the way home. My a friend of mine, good friend of mine, Bob Johnson, who's like the unofficial Calgary wrestling historian. Yes, posted a picture from Collision with he and Bruce Hart had tickets and they were at Collision in, in Calgary. Yes, and I was just kind of laughing because like they were clearly on the lower level, but like it wasn't even a suite and it wasn't like real up close. It was like at the top of the level. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't read it. Like had to send the picture to Young Ed, and the response I got was, "Oh my God, I love this." <laughs> Uh, apparently also Benoit's kid was there and he was ringside. So 
Uh, he he was front row and like right at the beginning of the Battle of the Boat, Punk went over and gave him a hug and like took a second before they realized, oh shit, that's Ben Watkins. We might not want to show them. But why? He didn't do anything. He, didn't like, do anything. he was the one who who killed anybody. He survived. And, reali- and realistically, like the people that knew were like, why are they doing it? But I'd I'd be one to bet if there's six hundred thousand people watching that show, like four hundred fifty thousand people, I have no idea who the fuck that was. Probably more than that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. If you call the dark side of the ring, yeah, you probably know, but he didn't. Well, you might even go, you might even go, oh, that guy looked familiar and not be able to play him. But I missed Collision. I didn't even put, I, had, I didn't even DVR it. It's not worth it. Once I saw the results, I was like, nope, no, I don't uh, care. I, I will tell you if you have the, if you have TNT on demand through your cable and or Cadillac system, watch FTR and Bullet Club Gold. Who won? Three fall. Uh, FTR won the match 58 minutes. They were two minutes from time limit. Wait, it was, was a, it was an Iron Man match? It was, a, it was two out of three fall with a one hour time limit. And they won it in 5802, uh, I think, what I had on the watch oh. when I watched the back this morning. Oh, I, can't, I, I can't hear. So but, <laughs> we, were, we were waiting for JB to jump in on that one. I'll let you go back. Oh, bye, JB. It's. Look, it's been a long trip. I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I can't even find my voice tonight. Just, just from driving nine hours, it just wears you out. Yeah, but I will you say, can watch the first hour and ten minutes of collision, and you're good. Like the rest of it, like they open with that. Like nothing can follow that. And like I tried, and like I, I'm playing on my phone most of the rest of the show. But oh, by the way, that was guys, my bad. So I hope everyone enjoyed my bet. It's great. <laughs> you should have JB share the headphones with you. How they're like not this. Ear, they're not Parts like this. this. It's one piece. Get no. a, get, a, get one. Get one of the flitter deal. And have Wrap them over each, your, each other's heads like this. No, we're not that kind of couple. No. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I have to say this though. First stop, we went for the after party, and they we we Parker Pierce was behind the bar, and he is very drunk, and Parker Pierce is cool. And we got a. We were like, "Oh, can, is the is the uh, kitchen still open?" And he was like, "Well, we're about to shut it down." So we ordered this like hamburger wrap, and I shit you not, is the saltiest, most inedible <laughs> wrap we ever had. That it made the, me and my brother so bloated that on the ride home we had to stop like eight times to pee because that salt, the salt intake was so it was so uh, uh, jarring to my like my body. It was vile, but. Everybody else got their fries. They did their thing. We hung out with Filthy Tom for a while. We got a chance to hang out with Fonzie. It's the Indie Wrestling Guide. I'm Jayhawk. Big old. I'm Butters. Arf Arf of Marcy. It's just my thing now. That's Spe- what I do. Speaking of, Arf Arf did not uh, work with that weirdo. Can you refill me in? Because it's been a very long week. I remember the weirdo, but what did I say to the weirdo again? Just Arf Arf. Oh, I just barked at him. That's right. And, and well, that you, was the dude. Wait, wait, wait! It didn't come from me. It came from you. It doesn't count. It came from I. It came from the IW guide account. That's the which he but, doesn't know who's involved. He's just telling everyone about this poor woman that he's stalking. Oh. Which we have he been doesn't informed, know that there's the Riz behind it, so it's not my fault. Which we've I'm been saying. informed that he has been doing this for a very long time, and uh. Yeah, she's not a fan of this person. He's like a creeper creeper. Morris, as an old, can you tell me what Riz means? Oh, my God. <laughs> can you help me out just a little bit? It's short for charisma. Oh, it is? Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, all the that, kids shortening their words. Yeah, yeah. If if you if uh, if you're a guy and you have the rib, you're basically a lady man, and they just flock to you because all that charisma you have, you have all the rib. Just draw. I feel that. That's every day for me. I feel that. <laughs> Don't lie to the people. <laughs> I just want to point out. I use it ironically. Um, yeah, that's where yeah. it starts, Mark. You use it ironically, and then become part of everyday vernacular because you can't talk. I've told many people close to me that if I start using it on a unironically to just just said me so that's that goes out through the podcast so that's if i start using it unironically uh and you see me on public you can just you know just put an end to my life can you oh, can well, you start calling me the riz instead of the miz i like that we'll, we'll <laughs> have uh, Don't give any idea we'll have the hitman put you in a in a sharpshooter sharp shooter. yeah <laughs> all right mars i'm gonna be jay the riz gold from now on but no. if no, that's no, no we're not nobody's, allowing that. nobody's gonna call you that. <laughs> if you're it's, doing like Riz and your name starts with a J, it would just be Jizz, and no one wants no one wants that. <laughs> no one wants that. We were wholesome for a little bit at the beginning there, but I, I, I'd rather fun. I'd rather we just call you uh Jew Gold. <laughs> I don't know if that one would get you canceled for that, but I won't cancel you, but you know. <laughs> I mean, our people share the same plight of concentration camps, so I think I'm kind of uncancelable when it comes to Jew jokes because I don't mean them like uh, the weird hatred that like JFK Jr. has for him so, or Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I think it's RFK Jr. Yeah, RFK. Those yeah. are two very different people. JFK Jr. is at the bottom of the ocean along with no, that No, they're submarine. both alive. They're totally oh. both alive. Oh, he's alive. He's alive. Let's not get a suit, please. <laughs> Oh, hey, uh, there's this great movie. Has anybody gone to see uh, this this QAnon movie that's out? Man, I got some free tickets to go see it. Are we giving those out along with the um, with the <laughs> uh, the tickets to see the Bill Alfonso tournament? Yeah, you get two tickets to the Sound of Freedom as well. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that gonna be a double feature with Barbie? <laughs> it's like our super show right now, but with an interview and a review, you get to see uh, uh, Sound of Freedom and the Fonzie tournament. <laughs> okay we gotta stop this bit i'm so, i'm not feeling comfortable with this anymore <laughs> let's do shout outs real quick for our ten dollar tier on patreon zach chris andrew and brock thank you so much thanks boys and our, our goal to get enough ten dollar ten dollar patreon to have that takes like 20 minutes every show to do go yes and then you can leave nice notes the goal uh, is to get we'll enough ten dollar patrons to pay for eric bischoff to come <laughs> you can you can also you can also give yourself a funny name so just just do it yeah yeah it'll, it'll be great what's on, what's on this weekend, weekend? Yeah, we're on the fight plug kind of thing there is not a lot of new content lifted at the recording gkw got their japan tour they're a game that the shows are airing live. They're airing on like tape delay because these shows are airing live. They all be airing at like 8 a.m. In, in time Japan are they showing time. those? Pardon? Are they going to be on at eight o'clock our time? Eastern? They're going to be on like the one on Wednesday. One on Wednesday at six o'clock. The one Saturday on on Thursday at seven. Okay. Eastern time. Who's on those shows? It's GTW. You think they're actually advertising any lineup ahead of time at least on site? <laughs> I'll, I'll save everybody some trouble. It's uh probably you know second gear. Uh, you know, Ali and and Manser and and maybe Justice and then uh Jordan Oliver and uh uh let's see uh uh Yoya and uh Yoshihiko and Mike Bailey 
And uh, that, that, I don't know. The, you Everybody knows the same crew. Maybe Charles Mason sneaks in there. You never know. And the, uh, the Thursday show is, is the Freedom Show, which I believe is where they work with the Freedom Promotion, if I'm not mistaken. But they uh, they have not but they haven't put anything up on yeah you know, up on fight of far lineup go uh the only first run show that I'm really seeing that I have any kind of lineup for is on Sunday at 3:30 p.m. Eastern it is fight life hot AF 2023 you got a main event on that show of Masha Klamovich against Joey Janela for the fight life world championship uncle on that card Martin Stone against JT Dunn Becca against Jimmy Lloyd Alex Perkins against TJ Crawford a lot of ways that feels like a GKW lineup. If we're being honest about it. Yep. Uh, oh, that that show is Sunday afternoon at three thirty p.m. More stuff going to get added during the week. Go check uh, check the schedule on fight on fight. If you're a fight plus subscriber. I know there's going to be more up there. That's way too late a weekend. Yeah, our, our pal Dom Garini is going to be uh, with uh, Violence Is Forever. Is going to be debuting in GCW um, coming up at that Detroit show. I believe August fourth. I believe it. Like, yeah, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. So that should be great. Well, we, I've, that's the first time I probably want to tune into a GCW show that I'm not uh, when I'm just sitting around. So, all right, and then over on the IWTV side, not a whole lot. Pretty light week, uh, but they do have a good one coming from Prestige on Sunday, July 23rd, as they present All Rise, featuring for the Prestige Championship, Alex Shelley defending against Jonathan Gresham, Malachi Black takes on Kevin Blackwood. Akira takes on Mike, ba- Mike Bailey. Maki Io takes on Trisha Dora and much more. So that's like the big one going on other than the usual uh, weekly stuff for IWTV. That Shelly Russia match is going to be freaking fantastic. Uh, that whole yeah. top half of that card is whew, well, most of it. <laughs> most of it. Also, don't forget 880 Wrestling on the Indie Wrestling US Twitch page. And they're also going to be live streaming on YouTube on Thursday at eight o'clock. We have sponsored them for the entire month of July, including their uh, Friday night fight show. So I'm excited about that. Nice. The logo looks good. Yeah. So we're all done with that. Uh, And our guest is here so we can go ahead and do the interview. Doing interviewing. Marks on the internet that ask the questions that they think are cool to ask. Shout out PVD. I, I gotta keep that alive forever and ever. You know they're doing of all time. An extended uh, Chikara shutdown angle right now. <laughs> oh shit! You ready for the? You're gonna do the intro? Uh, I can. I thought maybe you'd want to, but I can. Nobody do it. Do it. I was driving nine hours. I'm not prepared. I'm prepared to talk. Listen to this guy. That's, he's, got, he's got an excuse every week. I love it so I'm much. I'm making towns. What do you want me to do? <laughs> not only making an excuse, stealing my excuse. What the fuck? Yeah. You were only six and a half. It took me nine. I was out in nature. I was living. I'm willing to bet Marky spent less money this weekend than you did, if we're going to be honest. I did get to hang out with uh, our guest, Dr. Dan, all night last night, which was a lot of fun. So, Butters, do it. Do a good. Do a good intro, will you, please? Uh, there's this guy that we know. He's a doctor. <laughs> he used to wrestle a long time ago, and then he stopped, and then he came back finally. Uh, and he's here with us today. It's Doctor Daniel C. Rockingham. Hooray! Whoa. The returning triumphant <laughs> Doctor Dan. We are so happy to have him. <laughs> it's awesome. I wasn't too triumphant yesterday. Yeah, listen, the pop that you got, and I think we talked about it while we were standing there. Um, when Trey Trey got a really nice ovation, but I do think that your your pop was the 
probably the loudest of the entire night. People are so excited. There's something about that theme song when it hits and you come out and you come out with the jacket and the paper. It just works. It, it's always kind of worked. It's a, I know that uh, when I first started coming, people were kind of using you almost as like a goof heel, but it, now you're, you're, I think if you want, when you come back and start doing some more regular shows, you're going to be a face and everybody loves to cheer for you. Yeah. it's real weird. <laughs> I think that it's because he's, he's so beloved. It's like we yeah. missed him and like we, he was around and he, he was a major part of the company and like he did so much stuff and like i mean you know he made invented shows he did a bunch of stuff so like him him being back now is awesome uh, especially for us hardcore fans uh and i need a pamphlet i i want a pamphlet next time i am at a show and you're and you're going around handing them out so they're like, on, I, online you know we can get them pdf from the dr I don't dan want a PDF. Uh, office. I, I want one in person he's and a physical I'm gonna have media him, guy yeah and then i'm gonna have him sign <laughs> it and then i gotta put it with my stash of all my stuff from aiw so well so so if we could go back dan for for people who are kind of who might be new to to your to seeing you because you've been gone since i think what pandemic 2020 mm-hmm. my last show was the thunder indianapolis your last show was September of 2020. That was that's no, the one you're I, talking about. October, October the, the collective weekend. Oh, September was. One. I assure you, were open, and then right. and then okay. Yep. So let's let's backtrack a bit. So um, to kind of to kind of just start off, so people understand. So you you are a very big part of the company, whether it be not just on on screen but behind the scenes. So. If you could just give us like an idea when you were at your peak, you know, as far as what you were doing, you were, if you could kind of confirm like the school, the ring set up a lot of the, you know, the, the operations, right? Yeah. It was just basically like, they all joked. I was the, you know, doctor of logistics. Like I would go around and make sure all the students understood like, all right, this is the ring crew. This is what time at the time AIW was doing a lot of ring rentals. So I was kind of, you know, making sure that, you know, taking anything off Thorne's plate that we could, cause he had a lot going on. So it was like, you know, making sure that, you know, the ring rental is set up and this and that. So like at least that part of it, he could not have to worry about. And that was, you know, me and Dom and then Derek coming in towards the end of, you know, when I ended up stepping back. How long, how long ago did you, was your tenure? Like, when did you start at AIW? I, my first show I was at as a student was the Young Bucks rap show in 2015. And your, your, your instructors was, was Johnny? Yep, Johnny and Candace. Okay, so that you're you're way back. You're like you're you're kind of the an, an original and and uh almost like a symbol of kind of what was what, what kind of originally came out of out of the school. Yeah, the, the the students had already debuted or they were about to be debuting, and I don't know, they already had been. So they already had matches, and I was like kind of that second crop that came through during the first fresh meat show. And who was your who was your class in the fresh meat show? Um, it was me. Uh, debuting Skylar Fade in the Glitch, and um, I think that was technically Flynn's debut because he got injured, or no, him or no, uh, Ryan Fairley's debut because he got injured in that original match and then ended up having a a match, I believe, on that show. If I remember, I'm not quite sure. I think so though. So your tenure stretches uh, almost almost nine years um, with with AIW so far, right? Yeah. And so, and then you stepped away in 2019 and I mean, in 2020, and then you, you've recently returned in the, in the gauntlet. So what let's, let's just go like before Butters goes into his kind of, he has a, a, a standard set that we like to ask you, but 
what made you return? Give us an idea on, on your return and why, why'd you come back? Um, a lot of it was, um, I mean, it definitely is like, starts with like the people you surround yourself with more, a lot more towards like when I flirted with the idea in my head of even coming back was I was seeing Dom and Derek more regularly in my real life, like them, like us hanging out or, you know, whatever and texting and, you know, just kind of like, you know, just kind of just, you know, reconnecting as friends. And then um, we ended up, you know, hanging out a few times and it was just kind of, kind of like, didn't get the itch. Cause like I, you know, I'm like, I could, would have said, you know, at one point with Thorne, it was like, I didn't, I don't have any, you know, illusions of grandeur of coming back as a worker. So it's, uh, you know, just kind of moving towards that way. Like that's, I just wanted to come back to kind of like, just be around and just be a guy, be able to come to shows and hang out and, you know, just kind of be in the world again. Yeah. I would say you were missed. I would say that you're, you know, having, having you around was, uh, and I got to see you on a couple of occasions when I was out there, when you were, when you were out, but um, you could see how starved kind of the fans were of your, you know, to see you. So that was a, that, that must make you feel good, you know, to see that they, that they were ready to welcome you back and not kind of, just be like, yeah, whatever, you know? I mean, I, I don't know if it went through your mind and you went, oh, I hope people even care, right? Yeah, I, I kind of, you know, you know, not, you know, optimistically, I was, you know, very hopeful that, you know, they at least some people would know, especially like me. I didn't come back in Cleveland or in Akron. I came back in Eastlake and I was like, oh, this is kind of terrifying in a building that I've never been in with people. I probably, you know, won't, you know, people won't even know who I am, but you know, the Dr. Dan chant started and everything. So I'm like, all right, we're good. Excellent. Butters, you want to go? Yeah. Uh, what was the worst ring name you've ever heard? Worst ring name. Um, actually, we just talked about this the other you know, yesterday with Ziggy. Uh, there was a wrestler with the name Jix, J-I-N-X. And it was, <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were on the show together in the same match. So I'm like, hey, are we on the show? And she said, no, no, we are. No, uh, we are not on the same show. I was like, I, I like, it was so wild. And that guy, I guess, booked her before. And they both knew they had similar names. That was the same name as Ziggy's name? It, it was, yeah, when she was formerly Jinx. Yeah. It was like same spelling except with, uh, you know, with the X at the end. It was great. It was possibly my least favorite ring name I've ever heard. I'm like, you know, there's already someone with that. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, all right. You're getting ready to come out at gauntlet for the gold give me your pre-show ritual um so with this one it was actually like really weird because i couldn't do anything i was hidden all day oh no one so, knew you were there I, none of the, the none guys of the in the back, I, like the guys and the girls in the back knew i was there but no i would the way that building is set up you, you can't go to the bathroom you can't do anything you're kind of just like stuck you know, not going in public. So I was like, my uh, pre-match ritual consisted of uh, I ate lunch before I got there, and then uh, I kind of just hung out in the back and you know stretched and got you know got ready like normal. But I literally had to sit in the back corner of that building with with Magnum until our uh, our spot was getting closer, and then we could walk closer to the curtain. Oh, that's cool. All Wait, right, had you? Yeah. So, so now tell me the difference between that and uh, last night. Last night, um, it was actually way more like, and for me personally, like I was way less stressed. So it was actually a little easier just to be like loose, you know, around everyone and, you know, no longer feel that like anxiety of like, all right, I got to get through going through the curtain once before I can, you know, totally mellow out on it. So the, um, 
the entire you know day actually the process was actually kind of more like what I was used to. Like I got to the building early and you know started you know talking with the students and you know kind of you know didn't like the ring and everything was already up when I got there. So it was just kind of like get, almost getting back into the swing of things. Like okay, like this is you know getting back to normal and then um, you know with the pre match deal, you know just my normal like stretching stuff like that. Nothing too out of the ordinary no more energy drinks though i cut those out so it, it that was weird no longer like you know hitting you know drinking two bangs before the show uh so you don't uh you didn't come out on the um hoverboard again but you did have your microphone this time yeah i uh i figure with gauntlet it was a little more uh impromptu feel with my return so i didn't want to you know come out with the whole thing because i you know i didn't didn't know what to bring for all my spots. So I was rather just kind of come out, you know, basics, Dr. Dan. And uh, actually I didn't even have a pamphlet. Um, I didn't bring any cause I forgot. <laughs> so I had an impromptu with, uh, um, with uh, like a bunch of like a, uh, basically out of like a um, pa- uh, newspaper, like the advertisement sheet. I just went and got it. I'm like, this looks good enough. Like a pamphlet. If you fold it in half. That's crazy. Uh, I'm so excited. You're back though. Um, so something a little bit new I want to add to add to my questions I, I get to ask. Uh, do you have a favorite prank that uh, you've either pulled on someone or has been pulled on you or that you saw pulled on somebody? You can leave out names if need be. Just uh, give us the, the fun details of the prank itself. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a good one. Um it might be one I'm going to have to send out uh, ahead of time for all our guests because uh, yeah, I uh, wish put oh, people man, on the spot. I got, um, no, I I have to circle back to this one. I'm sorry. I have to okay. think, give me a little bit. Uh, and did you backyard wrestle before you? I did not. You did not. Okay. All right, Josh, take it over. Well, all right. So um, I have a few others I want to get to before Jayhawk because I know he's got he's got a little bit more detail. But you know, so we we as fans, you know, when I first saw you. I saw you go up against you were one of the special guests was Jeff Jarrett, right? And he mm-hmm. hits you with the guitar. And then um I've seen you in other, you know, as far as other guests who come in the ring. What was the evolution of, you know, how they how did they come up with, you know, Dr. Dan, you're the one who's gonna be, you know, when when Jeff Jarrett comes in or when somebody comes in, like, cause you know, there there's a few heels that people wanted to see, you know the this the old stars or the old you know the guests they brought in give it to and it was you and it's duke and it's um you know it can be uh someone else but i i specifically you know see have remember so much of you um do you have any favorite well what's the what was the evolution of that and also do you have any favorite interactions which guest did you was your favorite one to work with um for the inter like for the evolution of it i think it was just um the more and more opportunity I got with like matches. I think the one I can probably point to is like the beginning of getting trusted with those situations is probably crime time. When Brian Carson and I wrestled them at double dare, because it was like the whole him pantsing me thing and kind of like me quote unquote showing ass was like a hundred percent unplanned. And it was like, you know, I kind of went with the flow. So it was like more of, like I was comfortable with, you know, these guys and there was no issues. Like it was just that whole situation went great. And I think more and more of that, then we got put with swaggle and then the kind of stuff started moving forward a little more and a little more to where like, you know, I keep, 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 you keep getting enough rope. And then that's how it kind of just started going was I, you know, did well on this one. So I kept like moving up the ladder of, and there was never like a discussion like, Hey, we're going to give you these, you know, opportunities. It was kind of like, 
you know, Thorne in his, you know, because I'm sure you've all heard on like on like the card is going to change and everything like that is like you get these opportunities and you only hear about them when you're at training or like you're out somewhere or something like that. And you're like, oh yeah, and then Dan over here is going to go do something with Jeff Jarrett. And it's like, what? Like you're in the middle of a drill and you're like, what? <laughs> all right. Like, so which one was your favorite? Special guests. I definitely think Jarrett was awesome because he gave a lot like he was a lot of good feedback and i told him i wanted to say my promo and he came back and we kind of like workshopped it a little bit you know it was a nice you know a nice interaction and everything was you know you know everything worked out well and he was a great guy to work with i really enjoyed that a lot on the special guest you know side of it and so i don't i don't i can't recall because i just i just don't have it up in front of me but did you have you ever held any titles in in aiw no okay is that something that you kind of wish you had an opportunity to do that? Or did you like your, or were you, are you comfortable? I mean, you're a humble guy. Are you comfortable in your spot that you're in? Like, yeah, it, let's, time, let's say you came back tomorrow yeah. and you said, I'm doing full time, right? You're like, I'm coming back, John. I want to, I want to make a run, right? Would you be comfortable in the role you're in? Or do you, are you looking to kind of, because you have a job, you know, you have your shoot job, you have your, your, your career, but would you like to see yourself kind of elevate? I mean, that would be cool, but that would not be something like if I tomorrow was like, all right, I'm back in all the way, let's go. Um, I would definitely be more of a guy that's going to look out for, you know, you know, make sure like all the other kids get an opportunity to like do stuff. It's like a lot of those guys, you know, have, you know, the upside that I had at the, at one point. So more about getting them and like figuring out exactly what my role should be. Like, yeah, it would be cool to win a title, but I never like, that's not even when I, began that was never my option like if you look at my cage match or anything of like my career it was, i did everything but be on tv in five and a half years like it that's pretty cool like so yeah. it's you know you know the belt is you know you know not you know it you know it's a you know a prop on the show and it kind of like helps you know tell a story for these certain characters and i took a lot of pride also in not having to have that like on me because my character you could plug me in anywhere and i was usable no, I agree with that. I a hundred percent agree with that's the kind of your, your character is the kind of character that in, in 15 years could come back and still do the same. You know, I remember somebody mentioned, uh, I, I don't, I can't recall if it was, if it was uh Fandango and like, I heard some podcasts, maybe it was Colt. He was interviewing him and it was like, if I could have a gimmick that I could run, you know, 15, 20 years from now at like a convention, you know, you would know that you that's something that lasts forever. I think the Dr. Dan character itself, there's there's no, you know, there's no expiration date on a, you know, a kind of a, a learned, uh, um, you know, self-help guru, so to speak. You know, so I think that there is longevity in that and, and you don't have to carry a title. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like my character really helps facilitates, you know moments with people and stuff like that because i'm such a good foil it's easy like to you know and also i'm just like a goofy looking normal dude so like everyone like you know can relate and laugh at me like so it's it works out real well that you know you know like you said like colt said it's like if you get there and you know you can do the same gimmick all the time because you know it works that you've done something right yeah and before i i pass you over to jayhawk i got one more for you for now um so you've stepped away for a few years you were a coach. You were in the academy. What are your thoughts on what the academy looks like now, the way the students are coming out? Because, you know, you are friends with Dom and Derek. You do know their style. What are your thoughts on, like, kind of what independent wrestling and the school kind of looks like now? Well, that's, that's definitely – you stuck both questions in there at the same time. Like, definitely yeah. – uh, 
We can do both. What's, what's funny is I think the school and like indie wrestling as a whole at this point is almost like on the same like trajectory almost because you have like the school, like with the AIW students and everything there, you know, they're going through like the same regiment. And then you look at that new class that just debuted a fresh meet and all those kids were like totally polished and they were ready to go. Like you can put them on a show, you know, they'll have some jitters, but no fear. Like if you look at Sam, Sam, you know, you know, outdid himself with that dive yesterday that like if that was out of his comfort zone he did it and it was awesome so yeah. it's like you know you get kids like that like all of them are like that they're all going to go ahead and you know do whatever they need to do to you know get through the show and uh you know get to shows and travel and they're going to do whatever they can because you guys see it they're at 880 they're in west virginia they're anywhere they can be you know, these kids even the newest kids that are you know hoping hoping to debut uh whenever their next opportunity is they're, uh the school is you know definitely in good hands with those two and then like with the state like you know but the school in like the state of indie wrestling is like in a whole as a whole is you know way more territory based so like definitely doing going to the best school in your area to get on the best shows uh you know is probably the most important thing because that's how you're going to get opportunities like if you look beyond's got a school and aiw and you know, everywhere you go, you see all these different places with different schools. Yeah. Jayhawk. Okay. So let's talk about the uh, Dr. Dan character a little bit here. Whether you want to call him a motivational speaker, cuff help guru, whatever. Where did you come up with that like, wrestling character? Um, I was trying out a whole bunch of stuff in my head because as everyone likes to still tease me, uh, I was just basically a guy with fake H.S. Styles gear at one point, And that's what I got drawn up when I debuted. Um that was like, I thought I was going to be like a super cool indie guy. And then I ended up uh, cutting a promo at training and I did not go to the, the show that weekend. And I came back the next week and Thorne and Biggins were like, okay, uh, this is your idea. Um, this is our idea for you. And basically the promo I cut that week, they ended up being like, okay, you're going to be this self-help, you know, guru type character. And we're going to, you know, workshop it from there. And that's where the motivational speaker came from. So, and looking through your cage match, I've got you at one and one uh, one and one against Dominic Arini. When are we getting the rubber match? Uh, we had the rubber match. I don't think anyone ever will, other than the people in attendance, no one will ever see the light of day on that on that uh, match. I, I need to hear the story. We uh, did an evolve tryout together in front of uh, Regal and Gabe Polsky, and we okay. had uh, we had a uh, everyone got that as a footage. But yeah, me and him did have the rubber match there. It was. Uh, you know, it definitely, uh, that's the reason I had a black eye that entire week in Orlando was because Dom caught me with a knee and, uh, you know, and that's, you know, you know, that was the beginning of him getting into Evolve. So I'm like, you know what, that black eye uh, definitely was the reason you got in. <laughs> I did one of those Evolve trial when they were in, De- when they were in Detroit. A great experience. Wouldn't change that for, yeah, wouldn't change that experience for anything. And when you look at our tryout, which is weird, like looking back at it now, there was like, uh Brody King was on it Effie was on it like the, the list I would love to see what the list was because like I know them two for sure stuck out in my head that I remember them being there but just like how many like indie wrestlers I wonder how many of them were there in the beginning yeah Jeff and Stone was actually at mine okay yeah so okay um uh, oh who's your favorite referee to work with and why it get me <laughs> have we ever worked together I th- I, uh, uh, I think I think I think you I think you did a battle a couple of battle royal on shows that I worked. I don't think we've actually done an actual match though. That's I say I don't remember. I remember you at shows I've been at, but I don't remember you being having one of my matches. 
Yeah, so would that I, be like Dropkick Diabetes Battle yeah, Royal? Yeah, I think okay. yeah, drop, the Dropkick Battle Royal for sure. I think there was one other show that we were both on, but you jumped into Battle Royal. I don't think I've actually done one of your actual matches. I don't want to call them Battle Royal, not an actual match, but you get my point. Yeah, more of a spot spot point than a than a match. Right. Did you know he was inducted into the Hall of Fame this year, Dan? Which one? Uh, Real Action Pro Wrestling in Youngstown. They put me in their honor roll last year. There you go. Hall of Fame referee. I have, a, I have a plaque and everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's a question though. Uh, as far as referee goes, because, uh, that's my wheel. How uh, who uh, who are your favorite referees to work with? You crew is great. It goes with Tom and 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 Jake. They do a great job of you know being in there and talking to you and you know helping you you know in the match. Especially both of them also have like their own little like you know way to say things or get stuff to you. And I really enjoy working with both of them. And outside of AIW, I feel like sometimes this could be a stock answer, but uh, like Bryce Remsburg is just awesome. He goes, he, you know, when I was going out to Philly and everything, he was really helpful with, you know, everything I had going on. So he did a couple matches with me and that was pretty cool. Okay. And one more here before I hand it off to Marky. Uh, stole this one from Pod Van Dam McWell. The Wrestling League List. I'm going to have you pick a number between one and 460. One, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, one four fifty. Four fifty nine. Four fifty nine. Ranger Ross got put in jail because he freaked out and helped a bunch of cops hiding in the woods like Johnny Rambo. He a legit Green Beret, and they evidently had one of his Vietnam flashbacks, like Strawberry and Up in Smoke, and it got he was going to take on the world. He held off the cop hiding in the woods for several days and full camouflage with military style arm and booby trap cut up. Do you think that's true? No. Okay, I do know that Ranger Rock was in jail, but I don't know the specific of it so that it's possible i don't think it's that extreme but dan real quick before we go to marcy let me let me i wanted to expound on jayhawk's question about the refereeing why does everybody like bryce so much what does he do in the ring that's so different than everyone else yeah i think some of the like some of the feedback you know he gives during it because like he has like a like for me personally like his ability to put over you as a character or something like that. It's kind of like, I don't know if it's because of where he majorly ref or something like that, but he, you know, just like the little things that he would do, like he would read my pamphlet or he would walk over like in a battle Royal. He literally took my pamphlet, stopped watching the battle Royal and like, was like putting my character over to like people in the crowd or like he would like, you know, actually like, you know, if he, like he took a pamphlet away from me, I think once in a match that I did at a camp, um, at the Russell factory and he like read it, like catch, like looked and like looked at it for a minute and gave me that opportunity to do what I needed to do. Like, you know, there was just some little things here and there that were like pretty, like something that you would never think about, but it ended up being something that was cool. Oh, that's interesting to hear. I haven't heard anybody kind of expound on it like that. That's very cool. Sorry, Mars. Up to you. No, you're good. All right. So as mentioned earlier in this podcast, I have just recently returning from my gay camping trip. So I have a couple camping theme questions for you. Um, so if you could take four members of the AIW crew with you on like the survivalist camping camping trip, who would you take? So the, the, the main thing here is survivalist. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Dom, because he can probably kill anything that comes at us with no weapons. Valid. Um, did you say crew or did you say roster crew? So we, right. you, everyone's open. Uh, Ronald two legs. Cause you need a wild card. <laughs> that's a good wild card probably i would take um i already know my fourth i just gotta think of a third um i'm probably would bring 
And I'll probably bring Thorne just because he has probably the best stories. And by far, number four is Kaplan. <laughs> he'll cook anything. He'll make jerky. He'll figure out, like, Kaplan's like your number one draft pick for almost most things in AIW, you know, for whatever you would need to do. Now, follow-up question. Out of the five of you, who do you think would be the first to get abandoned? To get abandoned? Yes. Who? Um, <laughs> you could say yourself, me. Dan. Yeah. yeah, it would be me. <laughs> All right. All right that's, this concludes the camping portion of my questions. Uh, <laughs> next, since I'm incredibly autistic and I remember a random conversation from the Pod Van Dimps Discord for about two years ago, I recall you like Kingdom Hearts. Yes. I got I got some King. All right. So what is your favorite dumb Kingdom Hearts name for the games? Because they got some really dumb ones. Like like the like the subtitle heading? Yeah. Um I think Dream Drop Distance is my favorite, like dumb one. I'm just like like you know, it's just kind of like a weird like everything in that whole entire lore is weird, but by far it's... like that's that's probably the worst like name of the game. That's it's yeah, I'm a big fan of alliteration and that's like top like dumb name. That and the uh was it two fifty two hundred and fifty-eight days over two? Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. So dumb. And I guess to follow up, like what is it about Kingdom Hearts that like kind of pulls you in? I mean, originally it was like the like when I was younger, it was like the whole Disney thing. And now at this point, I think it's how many times can I get lost in the story that I've literally probably watched YouTube videos on for hours and I'm still confused. So at this point, I'm just in for the ride of how lost I can be and looking how far we've gotten from shore since the beginning of this whole series. You have to play mobile games to get the full lore. That's, no, that's, that's, where that's, what, that's what YouTube videos are for. That's, <laughs> you have I to play mobile that. games to finish the story? The, every, the, I'm out. The, the, every, like every, Kingdom games. Game, every Kingdom Hearts game had something to do with the continuity of it. And if you miss one, you're like, where the fuck does it happen? I I've never played one, so I'm good. Never, never played any. There's the, a rhythm game now. Nope. I've never played any of the mobile game, and that, but like I, I, I like especially like when two came out, like I didn't realize they had the like the bridging in between. I'm like, what the fuck? What, they're talking about this. It's, like everybody should know that. What Kingdom Hearts on? is a game where you team up with like Mickey and all and all the Disney characters yes. and you fight people. Yeah, yeah. Then Mickey awesome. loses his shirt randomly. Yeah, it's real weird. Is it a is it a role playing game or is it a third person shooter? Like a role playing game. I only play third I only play third person shooters. I can't. I I need to see my character. I can't, and I don't like role playing games because they're just too too confusing to me. This was pretty straightforward. It. You just you press attack. It's a, it's an action RPG. You can attack and jump. That's Plus, all you need. I like to button mash. That's all I like to do is just mush into my controller. Unless it's a sports game, I like to button mash. And I like Just, to play on easy, so everything goes really quickly. That's fine. Kingdom Hearts has an easy mode. You'll, you'll be fine. <laughs> that's if you have me on X over, I'll try it. Until you, until you... Okay, if you play... If you finish the card game, you can come on my other podcast. Yeah, that, 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 uh, yeah and uh, good luck with that card game. It's like a pain in the ass. Uh, you can't button match in that one. It picked me off. I get to a current point. I can't go any further. They're no, beating that uh, motherfucker. Uh, Mars, let's pick a different game. I can't. <laughs> nope. Too late. Dan's put Dan's put me in an awkward spot because I thought he was more of a uh um like a, a Assassin's Creed Gears of War type of guy, but he's a no. So, no, it's wild. I've had an, I had an Xbox like when I was like in high school, and then I had a PS4. I just got a PS5 recently because I wanted to play um the new Star Wars game that just came out, and I want to play Spider Man. The new Star Wars That's game it. is awesome. I finished that already. It's great. I finished it last week. It's great. The game is amazing. Because I loved it. It goes some part. 
towards the end, I was like, I wanted to put it in like story mode because I was just getting frustrated by keep losing. But I was like, you know what? I'm just, I have to get through it. I can't just cheat. You can play it on as e- the easiest mode, which is what I do, just so I can follow the story. And then, you, you know, even The Last of Us, I played on the easiest mode. I can't play. I don't want I'm not, I'm too old to be bothered by games right at this point. I just want to see the story unfold. Hey, Josh, you should try Elden Ring. It's pretty cool. I've heard about that. I'm not touching. I don't want to touch that game. Not at all. Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the new Assassin's Creed game to come out. That's about it. I, I never can't, played I one of those. They're great. Those never, are great. Never one. I love that parkour, third person parkour nonsense. It's fantastic. Sorry, Mars. We got, no, got sidetracked. That's it's still a show about wrestling, right? <laughs> it's still it's wrestling and wrestling adjacent. So, yeah, yeah. Those are my questions. If anyone else wants to chime in before voicemails, I, I would. I have some, I have some questions for you about uh, NASCAR, Dan. So, do you, are you, are you watching NASCAR? I am not. So, who, what do you watch? Formula One? What, what kind, what do you like to, I watch like my family. We drag race, so that's yeah. you know, no, usually what I watch. Who's that guy? The I, Force family. Were yeah. they in drag racing? Yeah, still are. Do you do? Do you ever have any like? Uh, do you ever have any? Uh, I'm not even sure what they're called. Meets. What What do we call the the when so, when you like your races? So do you so, ever race against them? No, because they they're like they're like you have to think of everything and like almost like how in wrestling there's like weight class divisions. Like if there would be like cruiserweight. Like, you know, if they had it, like how, like, you know, whenever they decide that weight classes matter, um, it's kind of the same thing with our, like our racing, you have like different tiers and like, that's like the you know style of like how much money people put in and how fast the cars go and stuff like that. Well, they're on like the tippy top, like most expensive stuff you can race, the fastest stuff you can race. That's what they do. We're kind of like in like the, the upper quarter that like what my dad drives. Yeah. And, uh, but we actually have interactions with that family. So they, uh, the racetrack here in Norwalk, Ohio, Summit Motorsports Park, they have a race every year, a big one. And for a long time, we would paint a car specifically for him to race every year. So we would always have, you know, their guys at our shop and stuff like that. It would be a pretty cool thing. That would be like one of our big projects every year would be like getting to interact with that team. Are you, are you interested in getting behind the wheel yourself? Or are you, or are you looking to do that eventually and like kind of walk in your dad's shoes or are you trying to, or do you just stay kind of in the background and. Well, right, well, before I started wrestling, I actually had like a nine second race car and then I ended up selling it once. Uh, like I got more and more into to wrestling and like working and traveling. So we ended up selling that car and me and my dad were like, you know, for those who don't know, like he had a, a race car accident about a month ago. And he's home now. He's, you know, on the way to recovery. He had a pretty, uh, pretty brutal, you know, couple injuries. And, but he's, you know, walking and, you know, looking good now. And he, um, we already were talking about him like slowing down at least like the speed of his car and then me getting those slower ones. But like right now, I race my street car, which is a 72 Duster. And I'm racing that here and there at Norwalk. And I, you know, you know, just kind of do like the street car class stuff right now. But yeah, I do want to go. I don't want to go as fast as he does, but I want to go, you know, 160, 170 for sure. And how do you get there? What's the, what's like, what's the transition for that? Like, how will you, how will you get there? Do you have to qualify um, for things like that? Like, what do you do? You have to like get licensing. Like you can just build and buy whatever you want. Like it's kind of like, you know, any other hobby you want to get into, you can kind of like, you know, choose what level you want to get into it at. It goes so, and then you just be like, you know, choosing how fast we want to go, build a car for it, and then start, you know, as long as I can get my license for it, which is, you know, making passes and making sure people feel safe around you, then you're good. And and before we we switch off, um, I meant to ask you this question while we were talking about, you know, the 
the special guest, but who is your favorite? Who's your favorite opponent? And who's the who's the opponent that maybe do you remember the worst match you had? And who was your favorite opponent? Uh, my favorite opponent. Um, I think my favorite opponent would be Space Monkey. I think me and him always had like really good, like really good interactions and really good matches. So like we had like a like a short singles match at Alpha One, and then we always had like good chemistry wherever we would go, and it kind of always worked out. So I think he was my favorite guy to wrestle. And then um, the worst match I ever had, I have two. Um, the worst match that I feel I had was um, me and Dom at the um, Back to the Future Cup, the first one. I got concussed and injured. I wouldn't listen to Dom. I kept going through the match, and it was just a complete disaster. It was so bad. It was really, really bad. And then the the worst match that I feel like it was just a complete and total train wreck was a like a tag team gauntlet in Alpha One, where we ended up me and my partner uh, there when we won the tag team championships was Jim Nye the Science Guy, and um, the local hometown team that we. Ended up beating in the tag team turmoil to like win the belts at the end. Uh, dropped me in their finisher, and then everyone just stopped and stared at each other. And I'm laying there face down on the ground, in, like from like a wheelbarrow position. And I'm literally like, "What are we doing?" I was just laying there because like I didn't want to get up and like not sell that I just took a face bump. So I'm laying there on the ground, and I'm like, "Oh, this is a disaster. This is so bad. This is how we're winning the belts." Like, wait, so the awful. real Jim Nye, the science guy, was your was your partner? Like, not Bill Nye. Oh, Jim Bill Nye. Nye. Shit. <laughs> oh, my God. And I saw off. the wheels turning in his head <laughs> that he thought it was Bill Nye. And I'm like, he's going to ask. You know, and I'm just going to let him ask. I might as well. I might as well ask. So that so was the, uh, a teacher in, in Canada, a real science teacher. So you ended up winning with him, and you ended up face first with not, not knowing how the finish was going to come. Like, like we were supposed to, like, I was supposed to get hit with the finisher and then it was going to kind of like go from there. And I literally got dropped and I could, I heard the crowd like audibly no longer care. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, this is how the goofy heel team wins the tag belts. All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, thank you. I, I'm going to, I'm going to send it over to our voicemails because we do have some for you and uh, we'll let Butters lead the way on that one. All right, we have a bunch of phone calls, uh, but it's only from three people, so surprise. Okay. So we're going to start off with uh, Derek Dillinger, who called three times. Hello, this is Derek Dillinger, avid listener of the show, former AIW Intense Champion. I have a question for Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham. Dan, um, pulling back the curtain, many people may not know this, but me and you used to live together, and I know you are an expert chef. Um, what is your favorite shrimp recipe? Because here's a little spoiler alert, everyone. Dr. Dan <laughs> loves shrimp. He would cook it every single day. So, Dan, please give the IW Guide listeners your favorite shrimp recipes. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> he, he is 100%. Like, I, I cook shrimp, and that's, like, one of the things I love cooking. But, like, we, I didn't cook it every day. Stop with this, you know, drama of I cook shrimp every day. Also for like literally any time I cook it, I just send it a picture to him because for some reason it fires him up. <laughs> How long were you guys roommates for? For a year. Nice. 
Um, so, but he goes, but going to, he did ask a real question. What's my, uh, you know, what are my favorite recipe? I do occasion shrimp, do a little, you know, black pepper, you know, um, Creole, you know, like, you know, throw all these different, uh, occasion spices in there and make it into either a pasta or just an appetizer or works out great. Nice. Or, how do you feel about, uh, how do you feel about shrimp scampi? Never made it, but I, I do like it. That's oh, that's that's like that's my favorite like Italian like that's the best Italian dish by far. The other no, one I really... is uh, if you want to do ramen, just just kind of like cook it up real fast. You know, put some spices on some shrimp, throw it in ramen, and that works out too. Oh, uh, yeah, that would be dope. I gotta avoid ramen. There's way too much sodium in it now. I mean, there's always been. It's just a problem now. <laughs> All right. You know, now, now, now I want occasion shrimp pasta. Go. Uh, Thanks, Dan. Derek calls back. Hey, Charlie. I'm very sorry. I had a part two question. Oh, this is Derek Dillinger, former AIW Intense Champion, avid listener on the show. Um, I did have a part two question. <laughs> um, this is for Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham. Um, Dan, what is your favorite made-to-order sandwich, preferably sub, and why is it the Pilgrim? Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I... So I drove up to Veg Pro in Erie, I think in February or March, whenever their most their second most recent show was. And Derek looks at me and goes, Hey, a bunch of students uh drove me here. You want to drive me home? I went, All right, sure, yeah, whatever. So I knew that night entailed uh being at the bar till close and then driving Derek home at three AM. Uh and when we were driving home, he's like, We gotta stop and get food, but we we were in like a weird spot where we couldn't get sheets. So we stopped at uh at get-go and Derek really was bummed out that he couldn't order a pilgrim in the middle of winter <laughs> and i was like Derek, you don't like like anything on that sandwich why are you ordering it he's like i just have to do it and the uh-huh. lady was very uh very unimpressed that there was no uh there was a guy there trying to order a pilgrim at about 3 30 in the morning wait a pilgrim is a seasonal sandwich i could eat that year round it is a seasonal sandwich yeah, at get-go. It's thanksgiving man yeah, Thanksgiving, that's it. But they're separate items you mush together. Like we're not you're not like oh no the, one has cranberry the... sauce in February. Yeah. Sorry, the cranberry yeah. sauce tree only grows in th- on Thanksgiving. I didn't mean I didn't know that I couldn't get it in a can anywhere else. What are you... <laughs> you're not getting the canned stuff? You're getting no, good nobody's stuff eating on it. turkey and mashed potatoes in in July. No. Well, it's a nice sandwich. I do I do appreciate those items mixed together. I feel like there's a shirt coming with Derek and Dr. Dan dressed as pilgrims eating a pilgrim sandwich. <laughs> uh, the lab's uh, coming. JCP uh, gets working on that. Get oh, to gonna, work. going to happen. That'll be our Thanksgiving collab. Yep. Let's go, Art Boy. Get to work. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Art Boy. God damn. All right. Uh, uh, Derek calls back again. Hello. This is Derek Dillinger. I have a little, another spoiler alert. Dr. Dan was sitting next to me for those first two calls, so I want to call back and give him another call where he's not prepared for an answer. So, Dan, me and you've traveled the roads a lot. What is your favorite traveling story you and I have had? All right, thank you. Bye. So, Derek and I, so I bought a scooter to drive around at the racetrack, and I needed someone to help me pick it up into the back of the truck. So I was like, Derek, can I have you for like two hours? So literally we're in the middle of this drive and he calls and he literally like unprompted just starts calling into your show. And I'm just <laughs> looking at him like, are, are you serious right now? And I'm just like kind of giving him that look. 
And then, yeah, I, I figured he would have pulled this third phone call when I was no longer next to him and he left. So, uh, oh, man. Um, favorite Derek traveling story. Um, I have two. One was um, we went to um, Northern Ohio Wrestling. It was NOW. It was like it had a show, and Jayhawk would probably remember better than I did. They were the ones that did like the stuff with the Arnold. And they had their shows in like the soccer place. Do you know which promotion I'm talking about? I I've never been down there, but I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Um. So me and Derek worked the first the opener on that show, and then we had to drive to Marion, Ohio, for Midwest Championship Wrestling. So we double shotted that day. We were driving to Marion, all of us still in our gear. Derek is not on the show. So we literally bust through the door. We are like the match before, like the main event. We're coming in and Derek just looks right at the promoter and goes, can I go manage? Yeah, sure. That's great. And then Derek literally uh, unprompted, un, um, you know, unadvertised, you know, no longer on the roster in this promotion, comes through the curtain, manages me just because he was in his full gear and we were on a show earlier, comes back through the curtain, and then he's never seen in that company again. <laughs> Literally, there was no rhyme or reason for it. And the promoter was like, yeah, go for it. That's fine. Uh, but that was a great one. And then a road story was we went to Rise in Pittsburgh. And it was me, him, and Mikey Montgomery. And Derek, for some reason, was like, I'm not driving. I can't drive. And at the time, Mikey couldn't drive. So I went, well, I guess we're driving my car, a two-door Camaro. Guys. <laughs> So me and Derek are in the front seat. Derek has the front seat pulled up to the dash and Mikey is literally in a ball in the back seat, which those, you know, I use that term loosely in this car. So he is literally in a ball sideways sitting in like on the side for two and a half hours driving there the the entire way to to Pittsburgh. Oh my God. (laughs) And there was no air conditioning. Oh, just keep piling it on. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, up next is Ronald Two Legs. Hey, what's going on? Hey, yo. This is Ronald Two Legs, the draft show king, the god of this shit, the god of the draft shit. Never been defeated, undefeated, actually. Uh, co host of Bad W's The Card is going to change. Ronald Two Legs here. Uh, just calling in for my good. Good buddy Dan, Dr. Dan, what's up? I love you, buddy. Uh, glad to have hear you on the show. Um, just, just a quick question, I guess, for everybody, but mostly Dan. Um, what is what is your least favorite wrestling move, and why is it the Death Valley Driver? All right, uh, I'll take no. my uh, answer on the show. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye. <laughs> oh. Well, you're the gut, Dan. We'll have you anchor that first. Um, it is... Not the Death Valley Driver, but uh, I, you know, one day, uh, one day that will, uh, one day that will be known. I'll get to the heart of the matter of that one day. But my least favorite wrestling move by far, um, anything like a superplex to go off the top rope because you instantly lose your breath. Okay, well, I'm going to speak more like a fan here, but partly because I've been a wrestling fan for no damn long. Like anything just overly gilly, I can't stand. Like I, I over it was, and I'll admit it was over it. Fuck. Gotti too hotty doing the fucking worm like a finishing move. Like it was entertaining, a crap, great crowd response, but like guy been get lying there for like a minute and a half. Like he could fucking move by the time you're done with that. It's fucking stupid. 
this uh that move overtook uh the dick flip by the way that he used to just that was the number one was the dick flip for the longest uh well considering that move no longer i'm going to i think hey, got it too hot don't don't grind every once in a while i have a personal grudge over that move no longer existing because i now no longer have been invented an aiw show uh, oh my well, god you, that's right you could bring that move back i'm just saying uh oh no. i see you bring that move back <laughs> he's taking it back the old dick flip yeah no, doc, the dr dan dick, dick flip can be a thing yeah, yeah. It, it's been so long get that movie gifted that i literally forgot it gifted which is why it wasn't my anchor you're D-D-D-F. actually right that actually it dr dan dick flip ddf yes now it exists <laughs> it's a it's thing back now yep i'll be canning it the next time i see you at a show so <laughs> i'll just be keep yelling do the dick flip do the dick flip <laughs> Nobody wins there, Butters. Nobody wins. I know. You, you should hear some of the stuff that when they mic up the crowd that I try to get into the uh, crowd audio just for, <laughs> just for the fun of it. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was a uh, whole discussion about PME and them being the new nasty boys and asking which one was going to show that butthole that I tried to make sure got in the audio, <laughs> in the crowd audio. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it is what it is. I, I'm it's sure it's very creative. It's very creative. <laughs> I mean, it's a good question because one of, one of the nasty boys did show his butthole and it's a thing I, that exists. Listen, I got it. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Never forget. Right. How can I forget? Uh, I don't know if I, I have a least favorite wrestling move. Um, I, I Marcy, do you have one? I was, I was thinking I cut and. I'm going to say the Canadian destroyer. It completely is rendered meaningless. It's an absolutely meaningless shark. Yeah. It's a drip. It's just nonsense at this point. Nobody does it right. Nobody does anything that looks, it doesn't look devastating at all. The last guy who made it look devastating was Petey Williams. And that's it. They take now buff bag. Oh, it's a a band move at the school. What is the destroyer? Anything with a rip cord. Oh, anything. Oh, okay. What what about that that um what's his face? Uh JD McDonough, the one on NXT. He does that ripcord uh um what is it, ripcord German? It's not a bad looking move. So many kids for a long time that wanted to do a ripcord something. Like yeah. it was like literally like everyone just like had the bug to have this move in their arsenal. So at one point Dom literally was like, No more ripcords. I don't want to see a ripcord clothesline. I don't want to see a ripcord nothing. It's over. <laughs> like <laughs> He hates Okada for some reason, and I don't understand it. I just don't understand it. He does, right? Yeah. Also, congratulations, Ronald. You won the the draft. Unfortunately, people are just not as thirsty as I am for a tournament of hunks and dreamboats. (laughs) Everyone just wants, you know, it's, but congratulations. You you won. I'm going to be gracious. I still think I should have beat you, Marcy. No offense. I had the best card the last time when we were at it. Luckily, okay. we will never do a draft show on this on this show. So no, I already used all my best. See, see, all right. Here's the I used my best ideas on the first the first show. I I I blew my load, so to speak. <laughs> I, it's, I don't know. After you have a show of femboys force femming and cuckolding, there's really where else can you do? I I thought the the Genetti tournament was the best idea. All secondary tag. Whoever loses is now wins is the Genetti. I I, I liked my tag ideas, but. 
It is what it is. It needs more time to be fleshed out, but it is what it is. You didn't have a death match that had estrogen needles in it, so you were you were fucked from the beginning. I don't, I don't know. Friends. I think I think the Gennetti thing. I think uh, not having him on the card uh, really ruined it for a lot of people. Yeah, I didn't want I, him. I, I, and I told you that flat out on the air that, that you had to have Gennetti there if you're going to fucking do it. Whatever, or at least have him no show at. Are you sure you don't you don't uh, dislike the Brain Buster, Doctor Dan? Because you took a sick one last night. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm. If you see me keep grabbing my neck on the video, it's because I'm so sore. Who gave you the the, the brain buster? Trey. Trey. Oh, which we were very happy to see back at AIW. Very happy he could I, be I was back super now. Super psyched to, when I was told he was coming back. I I was so pumped. He can have. There's like so many people he can have matches with, and I think like he's grown so much since he's been away. And I feel like that talent with a lot of the talent that's here now that wasn't here before there's so many really fun matches and things that we can have that are going to be really cool so yeah uh, yeah and, and that, that's cool the growth too of the roster and like not the growth of bringing people from the outside but like i think thorn tweeted about it it's like if you look at that poster like over three quarters of the people on that poster either came from the school or like ziggy did the new talent initiative mm-hmm. like it's just all like built up it was, you know, pretty cool to see that. Up next is the other JB who was on the show at the beginning of the show. Hey there, Indie Wrestling Guide. It's the other JB here. Uh, I know I'm a little bit later with my call. Um, it is uh, Sunday um, at 3 in the afternoon. And despite Absolution already happening, um, I've had no signal. Um, only just not getting signal now as our, we're driving back from K Camping. So I figured that even though the event has already ended, um, I'm going to give my predictions for what will happen slash has happened at Absolution <laughs> already. So uh, first things first, um, it's going to open up with the secret uh, six-man, uh, six-person scramble. Um, and um, obviously the star um, entrant in that is going to be Dr. Dan. And um, the winner of the scramble gets um, gets the ownership of Dr. Dan's medical license. So whoever wins gets <laughs> uh, the license from Dr. Dan, if Dr. Dan um I think for that one, Dr. Dan retains, but he, um, you know, he's got a, he goes up against, uh, some reason, a Rip City pharmacist shows up there and, um, decides to put his, uh, pharmaceutical, um, know-how on the line. Anyways, so, uh, the other thing, um, um, obviously you've got, um, Juggalos interrupt the match between Bishop and Lawler because they decided to put the, um, JCW button on the line. And lastly, in the main event, um, Eric Bischoff has not left the building after the um, intermission and beginning of the show signings. And he teams up with Cardona and his cronies and forms the um, figure world order. And um, the uh, everyone in the audience needs to um, donate to the um, fund for the um, WCW Nitro stage. Um, no one's allowed to leave the building until they put a contribution into there. Um, I'm not buying that. It's been a fun time for people already. Nope. Hi, <laughs> I just want to say hi to future Marcy and just let her know, girl, you're doing great. You got this. Okay, later. Bye. What? Uh, <laughs> future Marcy. Nobody is funding that goddamn WCW Nitro stage. <laughs> not happening. Wait, okay, you have to give me some background because I, I don't. I, you know, as a. Uh, avid Z true Long Island story watcher in 2012. I was all about it, but I don't follow anything now. So what is going on with this 
WCW stage. Okay. So Hasbro has this thing. It's like a HasLab thing where they do, um, like they they fund like get like crowdfunding to like oh you like you'll spend four hundred dollars on this thing. Uh, well, Mattel does that too, and they did it for to do a, a full on WCW Nitro stage. It had lights and the whole like original like ninety seven WCW stage with like the metal WCW sign and lights on it that all lit up and did stuff and and all that kind of stuff. And then like the the crowd like it was like a was it five hundred or so, six hundred dollars so- or something. Yeah, it's it's a it's a so they they need a certain amount of people in a certain amount of time to pay the full amount for the stage so that they could produce it. If they don't have enough people, oh, they got they got to get the stuff for all the dyes and everything. Right. Like so that. if they don't have enough okay. people, they don't have the demand. They won't do it. But the thing that's so ridiculous is why is a major toy company crowdsourcing a fucking stage? For, you know, <laughs> like what? And then and and like that. What happened with the WWF one? Was they had that Monday Night Raw original? What was it, Butters? Was it like Tuesday Night Titans with the with the red with the red yellow? All the it different was it was the lights. new generation ring with the entrance, and then it came with like Doink the Clown and and, and, and Randy Savage. Like if they had enough money, like yeah. if they got enough money, they would add another elite figure in that was very rare. And fucking Cardona went out and and Myers, and they were like forcing people to put money in so they could get their figs that they wanted because they felt that you know. You you got to do it because you know then we won't be able to get the figure that we want. You know we won't be able to get the uh, the Macho Man in his whatever gear. So that's what the problem is. It's like a shakedown. Nobody wants just make the fucking toys, and if people buy it, they buy it. You shouldn't be hair harassing people to buy it. And the problem was more of her, Cardona and Myers like pushing people to get it. Uh, okay, and then he yeah. like kind of backed off on this one after like really going hard about it at first, like how you're not a true collector if you don't get it. Yeah, and then he then he kind of like back talked a bunch of that like walked it back and then it never got it didn't get funded like it it felt it just way short people off yeah it just p- pissed people off that he was like come on because everybody knew even if you don't eat like who's got that kind of money to go throw on a fucking stage because cardona wants to get his you know randy macho man in his slim jim outfit you know what i mean it's fucking uh, ridiculous that's a sweet slim jim outfit though right <laughs> I think if they would have jumped in crowdfunding for the figure them go without the stage at like a reasonable price, but people would have done it. But people wanted the figure, but no one gave a fuck about that stage. Yeah, well, yeah, they didn't. They want didn't the even want really most of the figures. Most of the figures were like read like ones that were already done. That like the Hogan's and shit. They were like nothing was special about them. They like, wanted the, the doink, right? Uh, oh, for the, for the gen, nitro stage. For the nitro stage, it was like a DDP. There was like really like weird molds for a bunch of them. It wasn't anything special, but there was like a Hogan that like everybody's like nobody cares about that. There's a Rey Mysterio nobody cared about. Yeah, so that's what that story is, Doctor Dan. Um, also, going back to the beginning of this call, so was it just a happy accident that I was this the special guest this week, or did you, Josh, or anyone on this uh, panel decide that you know what I think Dan might be on Absolution, so let's have him? I. Okay, so me and her were in the car, and we kind of—I kind of workshopped this with her a little bit. I put, I put, the, I planted the seed a little bit, if you will. So that's, um, yeah, I'll take responsibility for that. I try to when we when I do get when I book guests and stuff like that, I try to do like somebody related to a promotion that has a show coming up. That way, they can promote the show as like a way okay. to promote the show. Um, but when I was like lining stuff up this month and like I gave like dates to Josh and to see what who was available for stuff, 
it just lined up that you were going to be available today after absolution. I, I didn't actually have any idea that you would be a part of it, but I did actually on the way to absolution say that I really hope Trey was going to be one of the debut people like coming back. So I was, I, I did have a little like just idea that maybe he would come back because it felt like the right timing, but for you to be back again uh, so soon, I was shocked by that. So not me. Right, I thought cool, you were, I, I did think you were going to be on the show. I did not, not, and you never said you weren't going to be, I, or you were either way. I did think you were going to be, I thought there'd be some way because Thorne talked a lot about surprises. And when, as soon as that six man scramble went up, I was like, in my head, I was going Magnum, Dr. Dan, like I chase, I, I was like just throwing, but I, I thought you and Magnum were going to be on that. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was only my personal guess. Yes. I had no clue, but I, I intentionally don't ask questions in pride, but I want to be comprised. No. All right. Uh, it's uh purple belt time, Josh. Yeah. Burp, 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 burp. Here we go. Hi, it's me, Stan from Burlington. I don't know if you remember me. Hey, Charlie. Hi, Jayhawk. Hi, Stan. This is Marcy. Oh, and Jay Gold. Bill with us. Yeah. I'm kind of struggling today. I spent a bit too much time the last few days cranking my Dom Garini purple belt keychain because it's purple belt time. But wait, this week is all for good reason. You see, AIW put on its annual production of Absolution this past weekend. That's the biggest show they do all year. Yeah, I have a bit of an emotional hangover and an actual because, well... I drank two cases of cut water Long Island iced tea before I even started my fight TV stream on Saturday night. But this is a time when AIW showcases the best of the best, which is fitting because the two greatest wrestlers walking God's green earth were winners this weekend, Malcolm Cambridge and Dom Guarini. Now, I know I might have mentioned in the past I'm sort of a fan of them, but I wanted to sing a tribute to my two favorite gladiators. Here goes. I am a mountain... I am a tall tree, oh, I am a swift wind sweeping the country. I am a river down in the valley, oh, I am a vision, and I can see clearly. If anybody asks you who I am, just stand up tall, look them in the face and say, I'm that star up in the sky, I'm that mountain peak up high, hey, I made it. I'm the world's greatest. I'm that little bit of hope. When my back's against the ropes, I can feel it. I'm the world's greatest. <laughs> that was fun. So, thinking R. Kelly is a bit taboo these days. Hey, speaking of persona non grata, Daniel T. Rockingham returned to AIW. I see you have Dr. Dan in studio with you this week. I've always considered myself more of a Cornell man. Ithaca as a town is far superior to New Haven, but Dr. Dan is a Yale-educated therapist. So, I thought this would be the right time to pose a question to Dr. Dan for a little free medical advice. <laughs> Here we go. Let's just say I am a severe fanny pack-wearing narcissist with, with bizarre fetishes and a wrestling toy collection that hosts a podcast that holds up well-meaning blue-collar people and small business owners for Patreon money every month. <laughs> Would that make me Jay Gold? <laughs> hey, I see from social media that Dr. Dan is getting married soon. Wow, if there is truly a perfect match for everyone in the world, 
there probably still isn't one for a mutant like Dr. Dan. <laughs> but I wish him well. Wow. <laughs> but guys, it's great to have Dr. Dan back. His motto was DCR, dedication, confidence, respect. Hey, Charlie, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Never. Right. If this was applied to Jay Gold, you could take it two ways. First, DCR as in does cannabis regularly. <laughs> <laughs> and more relevant, die cuck. <laughs> what the hey, hell? This has been fun. Let's end the call with a game. Okay. What doesn't belong and why? All right. What doesn't belong? A regular why? segment when I get three names and everyone at home guesses what doesn't belong and why. Come on, let's play. Charlie, remember to pause and give everyone a chance to guess. Okay. What doesn't belong and why? A. Multiple time AIW guide guest Derek Dillinger. B. Malcolm Cambridge. C. Jay Gold. What doesn't belong and why? Uh, I'm gonna say me. They're gonna say to you. Yeah, Dan. Uh, you know, just for the shrimp comment, I'm saying Derek. I'm going to say Malcolm because Malcolm won his match at Absolution. I didn't have a match at Absolution. <laughs> well, you didn't win your match then, did you? No, he, he had a match at Absolution. It was against that drink that he dropped all over his shoes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Walking around, I was walking around with a shoe full of fucking scotch. All right, back to the back to right. the answer. What's, what's the answer? Well, the answer is clearly B. Malcolm Cambridge because. While both Derek Dillinger and Jay Gold wish they were a more important part of AIW than in fact they are. Based on Saturday Night's results, Malcolm Cambridge is in fact a winner, while the other two are irredeemable losers. <laughs> okay, gotta go by. Wow. <laughs> I, I was great. Greeting oh, was... and everything, yes. That was an, uh, an extremely unhinged, unhinged call from uh, Stan this week. Jared, I don't know if I'd be proud of that. Uh, that means you're <laughs> sharing the same brain type as Stan from Burlington. Yeah. I, I just I just like game brain teasers right. <laughs> Let me have this one. That was not uh, a good that, brain teaser to get right. <laughs> that, was awfully, that was awfully unhinged this week. I don't mind the singing, though. That's always one of my favorites. Yeah, I am going. I am going to say though, Derek coming off a 350 day reign against that champion, calling him a luger based on one night, probably not the right call. Fine, but... you go up to Burlington and tell Stan that he's wrong, okay, Jayhawk? I don't know where find... fucking Burlington he lives in. There's like 18 <laughs> goddamn Burlington. We've had All right, what does Stan from Burlington do? Has that ever been established? Stan lives in a home in Burlington. Like he has people oh, who take in care a of home. him. All yes. right, all right. Yeah, he has people who take care of him. He paints. He paints pictures of Malcolm. Cambridge and Dom Greeny in all different. He erases different historical figures and puts them into his paintings. Oh, I do know Stan. Okay. I do know Stan. It's not from Burlington, Kentucky, but I passed through there on my way to Paradigm last month, and no one ever heard of him. So. He talks about he talks about nice like nice fall weather, and he has like it's it sounds very small towny kind of upper north east uh, America. So I'm not sure, but that's more of where I'm thinking. But you, we we never really. Dan, we never really know. It's like Springfield in the Simpsons. I, I was, I was really just making sure that there was not another unhinged caller into a podcast that drove a truck. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> no, it is not. It, it feels like it's in the same vein sometimes. sometimes. Uh, except he threads to kill Josh all the time. No, he um, wishes death on me. He doesn't threaten to kill me. Uh, he just well, wishes that I was dead. Only the implication. Come on. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's. <laughs> Why is he blowing kisses at me? He likes you, Mark. 
<laughs> He's you're the only one he likes. Yeah, he yells at me true. when I make fun of Jay Hawk. He went he, after Dr. Dan Hart today. Yeah. I mean, he called him a mutant. Jesus. Yeah. What in the world? My hairline's not that bad. Come on. <laughs> I'm like his second favorite, and that's because I'm not butter her Jay Gold. That's really about the only redeeming quality I have, I think. <laughs> that's correct. Oh, boy. Well, that was surely uh, something. Uh, Dan, plugs? You want to plug away for anything going on your your business? Anything you got? Uh, um. Oh, we're scheduled out in our business till October, November. So if you uh, have a collision repair need, that's uh, you know that can wait. Um, or if it can't, say you know your window breaks or something, or like what happened to uh, you know Jeremy at the AIW show at the last one. You get your window broken in. They try to steal your Hyundai. Uh, you can come by to R and R Auto Body, and we'll go ahead and fix it up. Um, other than that, we got a one. We got one race left in our you know our season for what we had pre-planned at uh summer motorsports park the first saturday of uh of august so it doesn't interfere with any wrestling show dates around here i believe people want to come out uh night under fire which is like the biggest one day race uh pretty much in north america so it's a pretty cool deal and uh that's it i uh like i told people i don't know how many uh wrestling matches i have left in me uh, you know, I got to get married soon, so I got to, you know, make sure that, you know, life's going to continue to move on from here. So I got to, uh, you know, I like I told Thor when I came back, I don't know uh, exactly how much I actually want to work. I just want to be around. So no uh, upcoming dates to plug, but, um, you know, at Dr. Dan DCR on everything. And, uh, uh, you know, that's about it. I wear my R&R shirts all, all the time. You gave me it's a bunch awesome. of those. Yeah. And I got my pink uh, Dr. Dan one also. Shout out, Dr. Dan. Thank you for coming on. Uh, but it's uh, review time now. Do it. IW Guide presents another absolute intense wrestling review. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. You know, I got them skills. That sweeper is dope. I really do like that. That's great. And of course, our review is Absolution 16, which took place this past Saturday, July 15th, from the Tadmore Shrine in Akron, Ohio, airing live on Fight TV. Commentary off and on by Matt Wadsworth, Nathan Kagura, and Dustin Alberti, although poor Dustin did not make cage match. They just have Wadsworth and Kagura lifted. Oh, damn it. That's not right. apparently picked a lot of people off this weekend. (laughs) He's young. He's doing his thing. If I may say, if I may say, Butters, I thought um just before the show started jayhawk i thought we had a really good time in that bar that uh that they opened at the tadmore i think they should keep that open for all those shows yeah that was that was good that's a nice place to sit and bullshit and mars they opened up the bar and they had the show streaming on tv so that if you wanted to step away from the show and go to the bar and get drinks you could sit at the bar sit at like you know restaurant style tables and just hang out and watch the show I mean, I showed up. I don't know where everyone else was. It was really weird. <laughs> uh, you showed up 24 hours late. You even posted it on on Twitter that you were running late, but you were going to be there. It's a, it was it was a Sunday <laughs> show. I was I was missed the doors, but I was still going to make it. I guess just everyone else must have just been really late. I don't know when y'all showed up. I'm sorry, I missed you, Mars. I was I was waiting there for a while. <laughs> as we're, as we're recording Damn. this, uh, Dominic Garini is just rolling into our Discord, talking to ever to to Zach and everybody that's in there. So nice Th- things you can get if you join our Patreon. Yeah, Patreon.com/slash IW Guide. So yeah, we had a, a nice little. It wasn't really like a, a full on. Um, well, poured. 
to be able to get the tailgate going, right? Yeah. So like it was just whatever. Like we hung out outside for a little bit, bullshitted, and then we all went inside and uh pre-gamed in the bar and, and hung out and we saw the nice clown photo that uh looked just like Jared and even Dr. Dan agrees. I sent it to him. He agreed. That does not look no- that looks nothing like me. It does though. It does. It, really it does, doesn't. <laughs> I mean, you've got multiple people telling you it does. So uh, it's not an insult, Jayhawk, but sometimes no, you can really look like, not. you know, like a it, sad art. Personally, artistic if it was clown. mean, it looked like me, I would fucking steal it and then I would hang it on my wall at home because yes. I think it's crazy. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of people that are into clowns now. You should just run with us. Yeah, that, that, that also means that that clown looked like Kip from Napoleon Dynamite and Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory, but I've gotten both of those as well. And you know I what? I think the, the clown is better. Yeah, yeah, I think the clown's better. I think the clown just no works. <laughs> just just lean into it. His wife thought it did too. So that's all I know is that she said, Yep. Yeah. That's and, all I know. And I literally responded with a picture of a fork with the middle prong sticking up and it had fork you. You didn't have a shot there. She got you on that one. She owned you. So there was a pre- she got the fork you picture. There was a pre-show match. And the pre-show match was Tank and Rig against Kidney Von England. I love Sid. I really do. Me too. I was bummed out. I couldn't be here for this. What a super nice dude. And every time I have interactions with him on on Twitter, he's always fun to talk to. He gave me a big handshake and was like, I'm so glad to meet you in person because I never met Sid. I only met um, Aiden, so I wasn't able to ever meet Sid. So, you know, it's I was very, very happy to meet Sid in person. I, I tell you, I, I, I hope good come back a little bit more often than, than he has been. But he makes like, gear, he, right? He make, he make gear and, and he's been killing it down in Paradigm. I love what he's been doing down in Paradigm Pro. I really want to see him kind of bring that up to AIW. I think he'd get over huge. I'm not comfortable with him wrestling in a polo shirt and a pair of khakis, but that's always been my my thing. I'd like to I like his trunks, but you know, to each his own. Okay, the match itself it was what it was. I I mean, I, I mean honestly, I wasn't paying a ton of attention to it, but trying to get you know, everything in ready for the main show. But if match match was fine. That but, man bear kid, man bear pig kid did his thing, right? Yeah, go bear shark martial art successful. They hit head to head, and Tyke and Riggs just kind of fell on top again for let's call it for what it is a fluke pin. Unbelievable. That's about what uh, bear shark will get you. So a fluke pin, that's about it. <laughs> he does have fun music, though. I like his music. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't, they don't ask you how you won, they ask you, did you win? No. Right. Cage match only puts up the wins and losses, doesn't tell you how it happened. It's true. I still won't hey. be signing up for Bear Shark Martial Arts, though. Me neither. I thought it was that Al Gore thing, so I'm not sure <laughs> what's happening there. I was completely I, I wrong. I will, however, uh, be signing up for, uh, you know, the DCR system. And uh, I think that's going to help me uh, reach the next level in podcasting with dedication, confidence, and respect. So, I mean, you can't go wrong. No. Oh, plus, plus, Dr. Dan is just handing out the better paperwork. So, like... <laughs> You know, <laughs> if you had to make it, if you had to choose, it's very clear who to choose. Whose paperwork is better, right? Who, yeah. who puts a little that's, bit of effort. That's you, that is your mission statement. And that's, you know, I think it's very impressive that it's always sharp enough that he can just paper cut people with it. And no matter how dull it looks, he just knows how to paper cut people with it. We'll, get, we'll talk more about Dr. Dan in a little bit here, but we have a match before that. The first match of the main show, Tag Team Action, Team of Wrestling, Brian Karkin and PB Smooth against Shaw Macon and Dominic Garini. If, if I could say one thing before we review that, I have to say, if you're watching at home, the video packages 
really, really helped. If you've never, if you're not watching every week, every, mm-hmm. every show, the packages really helped wrap your head around like the, the magnitude of each match. And, you know, bravo to our boy Chase over there. Um, because they, it, it, it really, I watched it again yesterday, um, and set up the, uh, and watched it just to, so I could see the packages and they made, they made that match a lot more hyped up than I thought it was going to be. So, you know, good on them for putting those out. As someone who did also watch at home, I can uh, echo the sentiment. Yeah, all the video packages were fucking incredible. I'll point out some of the ones when we get to them before the matches that I really thought were like top of the top of the charts, so to speak. But like, yeah, the video packages have been fantastic. I like Carson's uh, pink jacket. He looked ridiculous. <laughs> he always looks ridiculous. It's, it's yeah, but Carson. He looked especially ridiculous with the pink hoodie and the pink jacket and uh, trying to keep up there with he looked like a little boy going to school with his dad, putting on his dad's <laughs> outfit and trying to look like him. <laughs> Are you saying that PB is Carson's daddy? Listen, he could be. You never know. Okay, so, that, that match was what it needed to be for the opener. I think they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything too crazy. Let's talk about that finish, though. That finish was insane. Wait, but the spot that led to it, right, where he jumped, where they he was on uh, Carson's shoulder, he was yeah, on PB's shoulders? part of yeah. the finish, okay. yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah. They, they went for a doomsday, wrestling went for the doomsday device uh, on Shaw, and Shaw, like, caught Brian, they flipped, he flipped. Uh, Carson ended up eating the majority of, like, the landing, and then Shaw ended up getting the ankle lock on, on Carson out of it, and uh, Dom stopped PB from breaking it up, and Carson tapped. It was a good, it was a nice finish. It was uh, very impressive. I don't know how either of them got seriously hurt on that fucking doomsday fall. That was insane. That kid, Shaw Mason's got a really good athleticism. He, uh, he's not just, you know, that kind of like in the mold of Kurt Angle. He's got a lot of athleticism, a lot of agility. And that really does. I, I mean, it's, he stands out. He definitely stands out. All right. From there, we have our wake of pride scramble. And in no particular order, we've got Austin Jane, Jake Oliver, Lewis Linden, Vic Vike, Dr. Daniel Key Rockingham, and then his return after a very lengthy absence, Trey Lamar. And I will say that here, we, I know we talked about it when we, during the doctor's interview, but yeah, Butter called it. We we're driving to the show, and it's like, Trey Lamar would be cool for that. And sure enough. I was standing next to Butters. He went nuts. Yeah. When Trey's music hit, he went nuts. It came across really well in video because the crowd was definitely very happy to see him back. Yeah, I uh, he he's gonna work so well with so many of the students and like the talent that's there now. I can't wait to see him back with all these guys. Like him and Shaw is gonna be good. Him and Sam Holloway is gonna be good. Him and Vic Vice is gonna be good. I mean, that's kinda like what the not to jump ahead of this, but what they set up at the end of this. Like, I'm kind of excited. Can you yeah. can you imagine him versus Derek or him versus Wes? Mm-hmm. the intense title i mean it's 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 i'm glad he had such another level of uh, uh credibility and talent to whatever he's going to do so you know it it they couldn't have brought him back at a better time and i heard eric bischoff even was very impressed with trey said that he's got something so he sure I, does I, I believe it he's just he's so smooth and like everything he does looks so good yeah, there's no. lots of craziness in this match. Unfortunately, Chase uh, suffered another injury. Oh, that's um, such a bummer. Yeah, I feel so bad for that kid. Every time he picks up momentum, he gets hurt. And, 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 and I, I, the, the good thing is, because he does so much with the production of the, of the show, like he's always going to have a spot no matter what happens. Get just stuck that 
that seemed to happen every time he gained momentum. Yeah. Uh, latest we've heard is that it's not looking good. So we wish him, you know, well, and, and we hope he, uh, he heals up fast, but, uh, yeah, the, you know, don't rush back chase, make sure you get yourself a hundred percent. And if whatever you do for the, the production of everything, you know, make sure it's within your, you know, ability right now, if you're walking around with a bum knee, but yeah, that, uh, so that kind of like led to like this weird, like lull in the match. And, uh, I feel like they had to like scramble to figure out literally scramble, uh, to figure out what, where to go with it and what to do next. And they got themselves back on track pretty quick and, uh, finished out strong. So I thought it was, you know, just another testament to being able to figure out, you know, where they're at in the match and just fix it real quick and, and go and keep going. So you could, you really couldn't tell too, too much. Another great spot was the, uh, was the Lewis choking Dr. Dan with his tie on top of Dr. Dan's tie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dr. Day was just making the most ridiculous face. It 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 was that was a great spot and and kudos to our guest, Dr. Dan, for that one. Yeah, Dr. Yeah, Dan I, took a brain buster from Trey that looked gross. <laughs> oh <ooh. laughs> Trey had some crazy fucking moves though. He had one like uh came off and hit like a code red on somebody like real close to the ropes. It was crazy looking. It's so like, funny. I saw Trey at, at the Mecca. That's the last time I've seen him. He was at the Mecca a few times and in between this lull that he wasn't in AIW. Yeah, it's uh he like I saw him in uh at OWA and stuff while he was away and uh stuff like that. I think I got pictures with uh, his title that he had at OWA and stuff. So, but yeah, it's it's been a minute and it's it's good that he's back. Uh there's so many opportunities there for good matches, so I'm excited. Yeah, we had not seen Trey and the Ruckle Rager show last year. Oh, he was at Wrestle Rager last year. Ruckle Rager at the Winchester. Oh, well, but he was there. He was at AIW last year. Yeah, he uh, he uh, no consequence and glue came to the Philly Marino experience. That was 10 months to the day from the particular show. I, I can't even believe I didn't remember. I thought it was even longer than that, but that's wow. Good. OK, I honestly thought it was pre pandemic. I just kind of took a look here. He actually around. Yeah, I actually had a few post pandemic show, but. The last time I remember, like when he was leaving, was the um, because I got a picture with him because I found out he was moving to California. Was the uh, Chandler Biggins tournament? Yeah, that was, that was the last one before the Ruckle Raker. So, like, he, the second match in two years, basically. That's twenty one, right? That was yeah. twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Cause he was gone for over a year for like fourteen months, and then ten months for the one. I think he's going to be around a bit more often now, and I'm glad to see that. I I, I love watching that kid. He's so good. Okay, from then we had you the didn't lady. say who won. Uh you're right. Vic Vike picked up the win here. Good big for win Vic. for Vic Vike. Big Huge. win for him. On the biggest stage of them all for AIW. That's a big win for Vic. And then him and Trey had this little moment at the end. So I think that'd be a cool, like cool cool something for Vic to finally like sink his teeth into because I think he has he hasn't really had too much of a chance to like shine as opposed to the other students. I think this is gonna kind of be his opportunity. Can Some I ask, does anybody, does anybody know where Hendricks has been? I haven't seen him at any of the shows recently. I don't know. He, I haven't heard I mean, anything. He was, he was at Gauntlet. He was, uh, he watched from the far side of the stage. And like, I even saw him at uh, 880 and asked him what was going on. He didn't really specify what was going on with him. So I don't know if he's like coming up with something different as a character or if he was, he, he said he wasn't injured, but I don't know. Uh, I wish him well. I hope to see him on on TV soon because it's been a while. I was thinking about that during that match too. I was like, "Where's his tag partner been?" 
But yeah, uh, Trey from, and Vic should be really sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, we had the lady in action, Jacqueline Navarro taking on Giggy Heim. And and Butter and I had a confrontation during this match that Giggy Heim was probably at about a 0.8 on the Muda scale with with the how, with how badly she was bleeding in this match. And we'll talk more about that a little bit later, but Vic was not even the worst of the night. I, I thought they, these two were literally beating the brakes off each other. It was oh, this is radical. <laughs> it, jo- and I, I, what was the part? Somebody yelled something at Jocelyn. Yeah, and, so go. Jocelyn threw a chair at Giggy, and it, it didn't look all that good live. And the guy that was getting in front of me go, "You throw like a girl." And Jocelyn turned around and go, "Who said that?" And everybody pointed at this guy. Every person as they should. Did, and and Jocelyn go, how about I come out there and fuck you up? And then the crowd start chanting, fuck him up, fuck him up, fuck him up. <laughs> no, I that made dude... sure to go to Jocelyn and go, just pick a cop behind that guy. I went on record. I had nothing to do with that. Dude, that dude was sitting with his wife. And I at one point, she was yelling something. I, I can't remember what wrestler. But the, the wrestler just totally ignored her. And she kept trying to get the same line over and over again. And then she just kind of quietly mumbled out the line so she could say it one more time and i go <laughs> you're gonna keep trying it aren't you this woman would not stop but uh yeah good she should have came out and beat that dude up yeah jayhawk and i were like right there behind them so like they, everybody pointed and i was like oh god please don't let her say something about me like, i'm just <laughs> not in the mood it's charlie butters beat him <laughs> <laughs> now they were everybody was pointing at the correct perk and they weren't blaming butters for it for one for once, yeah. For know. once. Well, well, Ziggy bled, like, absolutely just bled all over the place. She, I, I, I ne- I'm always, maybe it's just like an old school mentality in my head that I'm not used to, but when women do hardcore and they start bleeding all over the place, I'm always taken back for a second before I'm like, what am I doing? Like, she's fine. Like, it's, I, no, it's fine. That shit's fucking sick. Yeah. More women sick. wrestling bleeding. Yes. I, I watched Sawyer Wreck do it. I, I like watching Ziggy do it. Um, also, but- uh, shout out to our look, the fucking overall rompers with fishnets, A+. plus. So, I mean, the big part of this was that she was bleeding uh, profusely throughout, and I know it actually hindered the match quite a bit because she couldn't see. Uh, so there was a there's quite a few awkward spots throughout um, throughout the match, unfortunately. But, I mean, it, it didn't really, super, like, really suffer uh, anything. I the think- crowd was so hot for it anyway. It didn't really matter. And the type of match that this is, that's kind of okay. It can be a little sloppy. It was just supposed to be a fight. And, it's, yeah, uh, it's a fight. So, yeah, it's yeah. not going to be the prettiest thing, especially like. So it, it, if you're listening to this, um, our, our the captain of this ship, Charlie Butter's power went out while we were right in the middle of our Jocelyn uh, Ziggy review. So this super episode is absolutely wild at this point. We're losing power. We're losing hosts. We have interviews. We are rocking out, so we're going to move on to the next match. As we, I think well, we were wait. saying, go ahead. I don't think we got to the end of Ziggy and Jocelyn. Uh, uh-huh. I mentioned, I mentioned Giggy won it. I don't think we talked about the finish. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about the finish. Go ahead. So she does the because she does the top rope halo leg drop with the chair, uh, and then after the match, uh, Katie Arquette runs out and jumps her. Little Katie Arquette. Every time I see her at a show, I I'm like, whoa, what was that scurrying by me? Oh, it's Katie Arquette. She's so small. But she put a beating on Ziggy, too, just because. Yeah, and Butter and I knew she was there because she parked right next to us. Like, we got there, she got there. We actually thought she was going to be in the scramble, and then when she didn't show up in the scramble, like, oh, okay. 
What's where is she from, Jayhawk? I, I don't know like a whole lot about her. Is she a Pittsburgh? She could pick, yeah, yeah. I mean, not where she does most of her work at. I don't know if she not where she lived or not, but there's so much cross now between AIW and and Pittsburgh. You know, whatever's gone, not IWC, but um, but more enjoy and 880 type of crossovers going on. Um, for AIW, they're kind of utilizing that that Pittsburgh scene, which is kind of cool. I mean, you're, you're getting you're getting some of it. I mean, you're going to get Katie Arquette because there just aren't that many women in the area that are AIW ready, in my opinion. Right. And I mean, you're going to get you're going to get that crossover based off of that. I mean, the, the good thing is though, it's like yeah, yeah. I mean, we're getting some of that crossover, but there's still like plenty of talent that they could bring in that hadn't been here yet in Vika Verka. Like, we're not really oh. going in that heavy, that deep into it. Yeah, and I do. Yet. Well, hopefully, I, I don't know. I think. Um, I think, you know, there's been, you know, we we kind of reference how it's becoming very territorial and AIW has their school so they don't have to, you know, all the time kind of run out and get more talent. You know, it'd be nice to see one or two guys here and there and girls. But I think um, what we're what we're seeing is, you know, the students from AIW, the ones who are making becoming stars that, you know, that's what's kind of preventing that whole, um, you know, the, the this kind of the whole circle there of of bringing in talent, sending out talent, bringing in talent. So I'm not sure. Okay, our next matchup here: eight man tag team action. Cash and King of the Duke, Eric Taylor, and AIW Tag Team Champion Money Shot taking on Balking Keegan, Cam Hardway Holloway, and Mikey Montgomery. Talk about uh, good video packages. This I think this was one of my favorites of the bunch. Well, that feud's going to be awesome. Mikey and Eric uh, going, they're going to go at it all summer, probably all through the I can't wait for them to have like their one-on-one match. Did you, did you see some, who was it? Jayhawk, was it you? Who wrote when they put up the Cash is King logo and someone went, who's Cash is King? That wasn't me. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. <laughs> oh man. I, I really, money shot is what they are. I honestly, I was sitting there watching them. They're a very 80s-style heel team. They don't really bring a ton of anything different to the table, but they do bring, like, they're, like, you know, dastardly heel. That's it. And They do what they do well. Yeah, and that's about it for me. I've never been, like, huge fans, but, you know, I I don't mind mind them holding the titles. Do you want to take a second to talk about both Eric Taylor and Mikey Montgomery's new gear post-breakup? Before we do... Fucking fire! Before yeah. we get into their gear, I want to kind of piggyback off what Jay Gold saying. I, I mean, I I absolutely agree with you. I like uh, the money shot really got got in the eighty old school heel type of things to them. By AIW standards, that does make them stand out. What other team is, is working in eighty style? Originally, I would have said bulking season because they were very gimmicky. You know, they were faces like that. But um, yeah, there. I think money shot. You're right. I think they are the only ones doing that. Um, I mean, the closest yeah. thing I can think of would be to Infinity and Beyond, and even they have too much of a modern style for to really clackify in that game in that game regard. That's correct. And then I feel like I feel like when they try to sell merch, uh, uh, money shot people see them as villains, so it's harder for them to sell merch. But their merch game's on point. They bring yes. like ten different design shirts, you know, pictures, posters. Good on them. I know. Uh, I know that uh, Nystrom. You know, he's been in in AIW before, so. Good on them to uh, to bring merch. Um, you know, down the line they'll sell. The more popularity they get, hopefully they'll they'll kind of get over more that way. Okay, I think we're all kind of surprised with with the result of this one. I think we figured that Mikey Montgomery was going to get some kind of revenge on Eric Taylor, and that's not really what we got here. Well, let's let's step back and talk about Big Sam's certified big boy shit move oh, off the gee, top rope. Oh, 
<laughs> and now he's done the Undertaker dive before where he kind of gone over the top rope. This time he actually jumped onto the top rope and springboarded off of it with a flip. He less than jumped and more stepped because he's so big. It was yeah. almost like he took a running step and was able to clear the ropes to step on the top rope. When I saw him, by the way, before the show started, he goes, you're going to see some Mike Awesome shit tonight. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, fuck yeah. Like, I was like, fuck, I love that dude. I love him. He's oh, a humble guy. I, I lost love my him. mind watching this. Yeah, I I love him. I think as a, as a person and as a talent, he's going to get over big time. And you know what? He shined probably more than than than, you know, some of the other talent in the match. And I love it. Good on him. Um, you know, Eric Taylor did his dive. I think Mikey did his dive and then Big Sam just here I come, you know, flying like like uh, Mike Awesome jumping off the top rope uh, uh, against Masato Tanaka. It was it was outstanding. And uh, it that that highlight itself was was absolution worthy, I think. That was like the perfect finale to a series of dives. I've I've ever seen one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you, you don't really see stuff like that. So, you know, and there's not a lot of guys anymore who do stuff like that, especially on the indies. Seeing a guy who's almost, you know, six nine, six ten, doing stuff like that is, uh, is you know, an, is a rarity now. So, you know, good on Sam for finding, you know, his rhythm on that one. Oh, he's gonna blow up so soon. I just feel it. Oh, I know yeah. it makes me sad. I might not be able to see him as often, or maybe we'll get him in JCW. Something he'll come over to the East Coast. We'll be able to see him out here. You know, when you said JCW, my mind immediately went to the Juggalos. To the Juggalos. Oh, I meant Jersey Championship Wrestling out here at the Mecca. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll Why not the, both? Yeah, we'll sure, both. The, we'll get the juggalo a little bit later on as well. Uh, nice to see that the Duke finally got got finally got a new boot or at least a new paint job on the boot. Right, he freshened it up a little bit. Yeah, when you Did when he? you felt when you felt the thing for like fifteen hundred days or whatever it's been. I don't. I'm not even going to pretend I know the exact number at this point. But over two thousands. I was going to say it's in the thousands, right? It it's longer than Roman Reigns. Let's put it that way. Well, you know what? You know what? Cage match actually does counted at a title goal. Let me check on that. Are we, do we have to, are we acknowledging the Duke? 2041 day back of the recording according to Cage Match. Love it. Yeah, but yeah, we thought it was going to be Mikey Montgomery getting revenge on Eric Taylor, but that's not what happened here. Cash and King get the win. This no, is, no, is going to go not on yet. forever. Yeah, this is going to go on for, for a very long time and I'm here for it. Do you think they're going to do something at Rager? Probably. That's, that's what I was thinking. I'm I'm so down for that. They have to clear all the leaking with with uh, all the all the the classic guys who do all the bleeding. So because if they're gonna if they're gonna get a grudge match, especially a rager, we better see some blood. And I want to see Vince McMahon type bleeding at the buried alive match. Remember when he cut himself and his head was wide open? There was like mud packed into the wound because he was bleeding all over the place. That's what I want to see a rager from somebody. I want to see like half their skull. You know when you went with the cut so deep. And then you have to pack it with mud and all the garbage that's around the ring. <laughs> that was very specific. Yes. Yes, it was. That image has always been in my head, Mars, when Vince was just oh, just the mud caked into his hair. Ugh. But I think still. that says a lot about your personality. Right? <laughs> Does it? Anyways. <laughs> right. Getting ready to lead in the intermission here, but we do get a brief speech from Eric Bischoff where he does put over the company and the guy on the card. It was very, uh, it was very cookie cutter. Okay, now I have not watched this back yet. Well, I'm going to defer to, to you as far as what, uh, what they did during intermission. There's a uh, series of pro- pretty much all the promos that they showed in the video packages. They just showed the full, they showed the full versions of them. Uh, so I'm trying to remember off the top of my head which ones specifically they showed. 
Well, they did. They showed the one for Derek and Wes. I remember that. Yeah, they each um, got theirs. Uh, there was the uh, confrontation between Tom Waller and Joshua Bishop to make it for the JCW championship. Yeah. There was another one from Eric Bischoff, which was another cookie cutter putting over the company, but it also had a cameo from owner John Thorne. Well, that I thought was really, I, I thought that was really funny, by the way. It was. <laughs> there, you know what? It just he's, felt he's... so strange. He's like, come on in here, the owner of the company. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go back and watch that now. That kind of hilarious. Oh man! John was drinking. Whose name I don't remember. Who he was? He was drinking. So he had he had like a cup of beer, and like he he like walks over, you know, to kind of like and Bishop's giving him the rub. I just thought it was it made me laugh just what like Bishop was doing. But Uh, we come back from intermission with tag team action. It is to infinity and beyond taking on members only. This was really a really good way to come out of intermission. I enjoyed the hell out of this match. Especially how it started. Now, I liked it, Jayhawk, but tell me why you liked the match so much. I liked it a lot. I just, you know, I I thought, I think I was looking for more fire from members only. I I, I like the story they told here. They kind of kept Malcolm out of the match entirely for for a while. Go, you've got Calvin G. Lewis fighting from underneath, trying to basically fight both guys for a little bit so they can finally make that hot tag. Yeah. And then once they did the hot tag, they didn't overstay the welcome of everything. It felt like a night length once they got to the hot tag. I, I honestly would have thought, I think I wanted more. I think maybe I wanted the crowd to be hotter. I think I just wanted more for them, for members only, because that's a huge win. And, you know, there's your tag team that can go and get your tag titles. Th- those are guys who people want to root for. You know, um, I, my phone was blown up because Stan was so excited. Uh so you know it it it's something that I I just I enjoyed a, I enjoyed the match a lot I just want, I think I wanted more for them maybe just you know because it was such a big stage I just wanted more people to uh to just kind of I wanted to feel more electricity I think maybe just because it came out from after the uh, intermission but no complaints with the match just I think I wanted more I mean I think especially coming right out of intermission I think we're perfect for what we got I don't think we need to go any. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think it need. I don't. I, I get where you're coming from with it, but I don't think this needed to be anything more than it was. I think it was perfect. Yeah, okay. I think it brought it brought everyone back in. Now, if they would have changed the order, come the magic around, I know that would butter think he felt this should have probably gone on at at the buffer between the intense title and the absolute title match. Yeah, uh, I, and honestly, I think that would have hurt the the reaction for this particular match. I think putting the one after intermission was the best call. But yeah, yeah. But, but but I know that was, I know that was butter complaining. He felt this one should have been a little bit later on, kind of spread out those those last three matches. But the the last three matches are so similar in intensity that yes, it probably would have worked if you put it in between like the main and the make it almost like a semi main like that in between. But yeah, yeah, but I, I don't. But I don't think that many people would have cared if it was put in that spot. It's a tricky. It's a tricky spot. It could. It could. It's one of those things that could go either way. Yeah, yeah, I don't envy Thorne for trying to put the cards in the order that he thinks is going to work best. But when we can, I can get that all day long, and they're arguing no matter what order you put everything in, especially for a show like this where everything means something. Well, I'll always say this, and it doesn't matter. You know, I, I've said it a bunch already. I just think you make it very difficult on the main event when, and and we'll talk about this during their match. But when Derek's matches have come on, and this is a testament to him. It's very hard to follow. So, you know, that was that's always been my one complaint with some of the booking at AIW is that you put I know you you have both titles. They mean a lot. 
But when you put them back to back, it makes the last match be very difficult to top. So I wondered if you put like that members only match in between Derek and the main, it would be it would give you a little bit of breathing. But you know that's just a nitpick. It doesn't mean it's not a bad thing. Yeah, and and, and again, like I I keep both tied, but I can see where you'd want to have that buffer because people are more up for the main event at the same time. I've always been kind of a fan of. If you're if that's your second most important match, it should be the second to the last match. I, I can be both guides of it. Yeah, yeah. But before we get to those two matches, we'll talk about those in depth. We do have what somehow got built like a title for title match. So we've got the Juggalo Championship wrestling <laughs> heavyweight champion, Joshua Bishop, <laughs> defending his title, and filthy Tom Lawler to kind of put up the nickname Bone Job in order to get the, the- title match. <laughs> That's a title. That's a different type of title, but it's still a title. <laughs> Can somebody help me, please? When did he start calling himself Bone Job? I don't, I don't even know. But he goes in that promo at, at intermission. He goes, he goes. You'll put up that JCW title. He goes, and I will never use the name Bone Job again or something. And Bishop's like, yeah. And I'm sitting there going, wait, I don't understand. <laughs> I just don't understand. When did, when did he start calling himself that? With 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 Tom Lawler, just whatever he can let it go. But let's be honest, Tom Lawler can kick all of our acting in a real fight. Like he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Listen, I talked to him at at the after party, and him and I were were chatting, and he shook my hand. And I don't think any one of his fingers go in the same direction. And like his his like just his frame and his like aura, he's just uh, and he. He's living right now exactly what he wants to do, right? So when he's in the ring at AIW, you just feel it. He's like, I I can only in my head imagine him going to like Thorne, like, John, this is my idea. It's going to be great. And he's just laughing to himself. And he's like, John, if you let me do this, I promise, you know, and he's always right. Like, he's right on. I feel like he's like, if if you let me put on this USA, you know, jumper, romper, I swear it's going to get a pop. And what happened? Everybody fucking lost their minds for it. Like, he just he's living the life that he wants to live and it's it's fucking fantastic. And him and Bishop have like the best chemistry. Echo Tom Lawler drop kick Bishop before the bell, and Bishop comes up, he's already bleeding. <laughs> That's and, ridiculous. Yeah, but and, not just and, bleeding. And, he's and, leaking like a fucking open faucet. Yeah, like so remember I, I mentioned earlier about you know Gigi Heimwin called point eight Muda? It's no longer the Muda Gale, it is the Bishop Gale, and I am taking no question about them. Like that that's it. The Gale been it, broken. It, it's the, this is the only way I can explain it to you people if you haven't seen it yet. There was so much blood that his face turned almost a color of dark purple. Like there was so much blood and your his blood's trying to and the blood's trying to, you know, coagulate and trying to clot and you just saw it was just so much deep red blood like all over the oh, place. And I mean ludicrous. everywhere. It was everywhere. It looked and at one point, I went outside for a second to go to the bathroom, and I walk back in. I look over at Tom Lawler, and I'm like, "Oh, they're both bleeding." Nope. No. All the blood on Tom Lawler was Bishop's. All of it. All of it. It's like he took a bucket, like in Carrie, and covered fucking Tom Lawler in it. No, it, it was in contain. <laughs> there was so much blood. It was everywhere. Yeah, I, I made the comment. To, I made the comment to somebody during that match. I think you'd already. I think you'd already left. You were standing by me when it started. I think you'd already left at that point. But I made the comment to somebody. Can you imagine Bishop against Mockley? How much blood there'd be in a match between those two guys? <laughs> Somebody made a joke in the Discord. I think it was Dalton, and he's like, 
Bishop is it's starting to become where Bishop's blading so much earlier. He should just do it before he walks out of the curtain and then he'll be already just completely covered. But like li- like literally, like the only way he could have bled any earlier in this match is give back what he fucking did. Like that's how quick it was. Yeah, yeah. And and I and, had to rewatch it because I thought I blinked and missed something. Well, what was funny was I talked to Steve Guy after and I'm like, What what happened? Is he all right? He goes, I think he fell onto the juggalo title, and the juggalo title has some jagged edges. And and he was like, and that's what happened. And so then I go to the after party. And I'm like, dude, what happened? Are you okay? Did you have an accident? And he's like, what the fuck do you think? Like, I was so <laughs> stupid. I shouldn't have even asked. <laughs> so stupid of me. <laughs> you know, it's Steve Guy trying to kayfabe you. And then he could have been. He could. I, I hung out with him all night, too. It didn't look like he, he was looking for me to get ribbed there. But I think I don't think anybody realized, like, because it happened so fast, that it could be that like natural where he went in there and did his thing. But holy shit, that match was amazing. I did not see the fucking what what, what was it? A bully choke to end it? Yeah, it just it, it, it the, the whole thing contained I, I our word cannot do this match justice. It really can't. No. The last three matches on this card are very hard to fucking not just be a fan for. You know, like this one is one of those where you just you're just a fan watching two guys enjoy just beating the hell out of each other. Oh, and beat the hell out of each other. They did. Yeah. Joshua Bishop does end up winning the match. He is still the Juggalo Championship Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. He is now the bone job. Whatever the <laughs> fuck that, that means. That, <laughs> wait, wait. I don't think that's how it worked. It, it's it was, top ball, I couldn't use it. No, it was, it was title, title versus title. 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 He won the bone job title. Like, what title right. does the title mean? Whether Bishop wants to do anything with it or not, it's up to him. Okay. But he owns the right to it. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, he they got start... this paper. This paperwork done really fast. Right, he could start putting on his shirts. You know, bone job. You know, exit one eighty seven. One exit one eighty seven is where you go for all the bone jobs. <laughs> Again, I mean, this, this is... show we start off go Hulk, and when they, we started this show, and now listen, I, they can have all this. We have we're coming up with ideas for all these guys. We have my little brony. We have. Exit 187 for all your bone job needs. We have it. We are helping them with their merch. <laughs> we move on to the semifinal for the AIW Intent Championship. Derek Dillinger, the champion, accompanied by Giggy Heim with a big ass bandage wrapped around her head, defending the championship against Wes Barkley. Barkley now, Nation if, in full four. But if I could say, uh, and I'm going to quote my brother here, uh, he was he said this match. Could have been Wes's best match he's had in AIW. This match was so enjoyable. Nobody had to bleed. And it was so hard fought and intense that um honestly, I they they asked me afterwards, what did I think? Did I did I like the the Chandler Biggins finale more than I like this one? Um and I said, I, they said which one was better. And I said, I can't answer that because honestly, they were two totally different styles. One was a bloody you know, brawl for all. And this was almost like you could say a technical match. They, they pulled out all the stops. There were, you know, there were moves. There were, there was German suplexes through chairs. There were double knees where Derek hit his own face against the door when he went through. Um, They did, they, they covered it all in this match. This was a fucking five star banger that people should watch. If you're going to watch another indie match this year and you're like, okay, this is it. Watch this fucking match, and and I, I don't want to hear from people who are like, no, you're gonna watch, you know, some schmuck out in California against another, you know, sh-. no, 
watch this match. This match could be match of the year. It was that good. I don't know if I'm going to go that far with it. I'll have to rewatch it. I'll have to rewatch it. Uh, but you're, you're right. I like the fact. I mean, what did bleed, but it wasn't like he bled a gush or anything. Just or, a little bit. It, it was a, a little cut little over bit. the head. Like it was like yeah. it was believable enough. for the kind of match they did. Like yep. just enough that you got the intensity of it, but not so much. You were just like, 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 like with Bishop, like you're fearing for his life. He lost so much blood. Yeah. You're exactly. not getting, you're not getting that. You're, you're not getting that out of this one at least. Right. Yeah. I mean, they used some weapons. They used the door. They fought in the crowd a little bit. Uh, best part was some little kid wanted to go up and give Derek a high five. And Derek, like, okay, come on over. And then he just walked, walked, took the hand away and walked away from the kid. No, he yelled at him. He went, yeah, he, like he oh, scared yeah, he yelled the at him, shit right. out of him. The kid scurried back to his parents. It was amazing. Fuck yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was great. That was Derek awesome. was feeling it. He was feeling They both, they were feeling it. Both of them, they were feeling the moment. Um, Honestly, uh, it, it was it was a great fucking match. And if you're going to end Derek's intense reign, you know, that way, he could absolutely be proud of how he lost that title. I was, and, yeah, I was just about to say this was like if this is it was his swan song for this reign. This is just like this is the, the perfect way to essentially pass the torch on to Wes. I, I know. we're And I know we're we're fanboying out, you know, on on Derek because he, he's a guest of our show and we love having him on and, and he's always been a big supporter, but you know, he backs it up and everybody has said so that when Derek is Derek has come so far in the last year that, you know, this was the, the right way to end the reign. And he, he, you know, he brought legitimacy. It was a two title on one guy for so long in AIW and they needed to split those titles so badly. And they made the 100% right call to let, Derek be the guy who splits it, brings back its legitimacy, and then runs with it for the last year. So, you know, good on both these guys and good on Wes, man. His first singles title, you know, in AIW took him a little longer than I actually thought it was going to take. I thought he was going to have a belt way sooner. Um, but, you know, good on him because this is a whole new style of, of wrestler who's going to defend the title. It's going to be a whole lot different than when Derek ran it. Okay, now I do have one question for the two of you. You watch that back. Uh, because everybody was standing in front of me, and I could not actually see it. There was a pinfall where Tom Dunn hit the mat for the three count and called two. Was uh, that a kick out? No, it was. It. I watched. I. I was there. What you were talking about, and I. I was walking around trying to get an angle because I kept hearing that one, two, and then another sound. But it was because they were slapping the mat to get up to get their shoulder up. It was not a three. Okay. Yeah, they were. Okay. It was. Yeah, a, no, it was not. It was. It was not a three. Yeah, it was okay. very loud. It was very loud how they were kicking out because there was a lot of shit around the ring and everything. So he did not touch three, and it w- there wasn't any controversy. It was like it was very clean. It was way cleaner than you think. I yeah, know what I, you're I, talking about, though. Yeah, I, I figured with Tom Dunn being the one in there that there would probably walk a two count. But yeah. we could hear the we couldn't see the we couldn't see the mat at all. We heard the, the three clap on the mat, and a, and a bunch of people pop and they thought the title changed, and then and then the match kind of kept going. Everybody around me was looking around like what. What do you mean? I was only two. Yeah, I was. That's what everybody thought because they couldn't see. Yeah. So as soon as, but I'm telling you, I I took like eight angles, and there were two different, two or more false finishes, and they were, and it was just the noise of them kicking out. Okay. That's yeah. That's fine. Yep. Yeah, I had I had to ask that question though. It took with the only match where I that was an issue, and it was only one time that I that I that I had that issue. Go. So. Yeah. 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 I know like Tom Duncan enough of a professional. If he would have hit three, he would have called for the bell, especially what would have won it anyway. Like I wouldn't have fucked the finish up to call it. Oh. Yeah. 
And then we have the main event. Oh, wait, before you go, though, when Wes won the belt, he goes out into the crowd and he picks up the little guy. I, for, I forgot his name. The one who flipped me off. But yeah. he puts him on his shoulders and he walks through the crowd with him. And I thought that was a very cool moment for Wes. So yeah. it was just an awesome feel-good moment for everybody in there. Because nobody was booing. No one was like, oh, that piece of shit, Derek. They were like, you know, I love one side of the place loved Derek and one side loved Wes. And it was... You know, either way, somebody was going to go home with a loss, but everybody was happy. Okay, well, now we're going to go ahead and go into that main event. Matt Cardona, accompanied by Bill Alfonso and Duff Delander, defending the Absolute Championship against Ikea Broner. And I, I, okay, look about no. Cardona. He clearly does draw a lot of people to the show. I expected a, a, that to be a very pro Broner crowd, and it was pretty close to 50 50. Hmm. So we didn't talk about this, but there as one of the vignettes that was played throughout these video packages was Philly and Marino. They went to the fair. Uh, Jagel, do you remember this? It's fucking awesome. And it's so great. The two of them fucking frowny face on the Ferris wheel. In their neck braces. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's one of the best commitments to a bit I have ever seen. Oh, and Mars, you weren't there. They were walking around at intermission with the neck braces on. <laughs> and like frowny face and everyone and people were taking pictures with them and they had like the you know the sad face on and that fucking video of them and marino's like in the urinal and he comes out and, and philly's still holding the foam rose that he won it's so fucking funny it was so funny oh they're the best they really are they are the best yeah, but i but i what i like about this matchup here is this was something different than what we've seen the rest of the day we got matt cardona playing at Kind of similar to money shot there. He playing almost like an eighty, an eighty chicken shit heel in the early going. Uh, I think I made the comment at one point that Steph Delander got bigger balls than you. Get the back, get back in the fucking ring. He he was yelling at everybody. Cardona, yes. man, they all people get right up in his fucking face everywhere he goes. Yeah, yeah he's flipping everybody off. He called Pam a crack whore. Yeah, he literally gets up and I mean I don't I don't know how he is. He's unafraid and it's pretty cool. But people are just rabidly fucking trying to get at him like when he's at these shows yeah i, I it's one of those things where like and cardona's not our guy i've been kind of annoyed with him having the belt as long as he had it but at the same time he's very good at what he does and he's great at generating hate and he does bring in people so I, it's one of those where i appreciate why he's there even if it's not what i perfectly want to see i get it and i can appreciate it for what it is yeah that doesn't mean i have to enjoy him no, you don't have to enjoy him. That's the beautiful That's thing. A lot about of people it. who don't even like look, I said it to I said it to my brother who's standing there. I'm like, every Cardona match, it's a you, you went through those two intense wrestling matches with Bishop and Lawler and Derek and Wes. Cardona literally can put the brakes on a on a show because he can he turns it into a TV ready. He brings the other guy with him into this TV larger than life, you know, villain match. And it's quite amazing to watch. It's not a bad thing. It's just a completely different style that like certain people are used to. Cardona's never, never, as much as he calls himself the deathmatch king, whatever, he's never going to get in there and wrestle an 18-minute technical masterpiece. He's just never going to do it. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that from him anyways. Well, but I'm saying you don't want to see it now because of all you know about his persona and what he does in the ring, right? So, like, it, let's say he came on the Indies and was running it like that because there are guys who WWE ruins, right, in the ring, and they, they don't let them do their thing, and then they come back to the Indies like Blake Christian and can go ahead and do all of his moves again, you know, and look different. But Cardona literally 
keeps yeah. that WWE mindset. But Carter yeah, because Cardano was always that guy. Yes. He never gave you 10 he never gave you 18 minutes. So I think that's another reason why people hate it. They're like, holy shit, this guy's not doing anything, but he's literally doing so much, you know, to, to make the match work. Also, I, I don't I don't want to gloss over it because we, we were getting deep into the match. How fucking sick was Brothers Gear in this match? The, the Razor, Razor Ramon tribute. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, that it looked really good. Yeah, I, I'm not normally one to point out how, how good gear is, but I'll even point out, out to people how sweet that gear was. So. I mean, I am the, the fashionista of this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, the best part about that is you can get a regular Ramon tribute thing, but Cardona have worn similar gear as well, so it's almost like he fucking with Cardona at the same time with it. Like That's what made it brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, we, yeah, but you get Card- Cardona playing the chicken shit heel in the early going, then we get the liberal interference from Alfonso and Stephanie Landers or Alpha's thing. And it got to the point about 12 minutes in, the Cardona fans were looking at me like I was creaky. Because I literally screamed, it's been two years of this shit. Where's the fucking locker room? Right, right. We were saying that too because Jocelyn was over against the side. And I'm yelling, I'm like, get in there and help them. <laughs> Somebody get in there. They're just piling up on them. It just didn't make any sense. We do get PME coming out. They do try to help out. They do the map pile on top of them. Brona gets the shoulder up. Cardona pissed, start pie faking everybody. Off come the neck breaking. They turn on Cardona. Fonky, they're smiling, but he get on it, which is fantastic. And we end up getting, and Broner ends up winning the absolute championship. The, every, the locker room empty out. They, they do the confetti gun. Wait, get, Fonzie was in on it? Yeah. I, I From your angle, you might not have been able to see it, but from the angle I had on that, on the opposite side, when, yeah, when PME turned on Cardona, Fonky standing on the top turnbuckle with the biggest smile on his face. Like, yeah, I we thought, got him, daddy. Oh, I don't know. I thought he was just laughing at it because it was so well done. I don't know. I thought maybe Fonzie kind of broke a little bit. That's all I was thinking. I saw that, too. No, uh, uh, Because well, he uh, left with him. He left with him at the end. And I talked to Fonky afterward and got a picture with him. And he go, probably the last time you're going to keep me wearing this shirt, daddy. And I went, I, I thank God for that. And he got a chuckle out of that. Yeah, that, that was the one thing that made me sad. With <laughs> I was like, I hope Fonzie keeps coming back. I, they should give him somebody else. Funky love coming up here. If they can find anything for him to do, he'll come up. Oh, who yeah. would you? Who? Well, he has his tournament next show, so right. obviously he'll be there for that. Who would you want to pair him with? I kind of want to pairing up with Kaplan. Oh, oh my, my god, god that would be so fu- good. Yes, that's fucking perfect. Fonzie and Kaplan could be the best. That would be some touring act. You put those two together, put them out on the road. Oh my god, I would love it. John imagine Thorne, Fonzie like whistling. Let's make that happen. Yes, imagine Fonzie like whistling. Kaplan does one of his crazy like off the top rope dives through a table onto the floor. Fonzie's there with the fucking towel trying to get him up, whistling in his ear. Oh man, that would be fucking wild. Yeah, put them together. Put them there. Put them everywhere, uh, which would be funny because uh, if you, I don't know if you were paying attention, Enjoy has their Taco Mania show they're doing the day after the hardcore tournament. Yeah. Yep. One announced match: Envy Young versus Kaplan. Yeah. Oh God. Oh. Yeah, there's so much wrestling that weekend, and I have the money to go to any of it. Fuck. Well, that match is gonna rule. I saw that come up. I was like, no way. I I can't even believe it. Like that is fucking awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to assume I know everybody can here, but wait, wait, up, wait. Thumb- let's let's just let's just finish though with the with the final because with the finish because once he when he got the pin. All the wrestlers come out. They all have, like, you know, the confetti sticks. The shit's popping off. Everyone is so excited. They put them up on their shoulders. I mean, it was – he hugs Jocelyn in the middle of the ring. 
you couldn't we and he's he was our guest you know three weeks ago or whatever you could not ask for a more humble nicer man a guy who worked really hard to get the title so from our show uh, uh, a guest of our show and a guy that we all really like um you know i i just i'm just really happy for him and that finish was super satisfying and cardona nice by the way the end. yeah but let's let's do this let's just talk about this real quick cardona is a goddamn professional he honestly comes in does business and he goes home he's not a dick he doesn't go around like you know like holding guys up he's got a really old school mentality looks out for himself i get it but he puts people over and that was the right thing to do and and you know we should give cardona a little credit for carrying that title around even through you know parts of the pandemic uh shows and things like that so you know good on good on cardona even though when he was hurt he still tried to get you know make sure things were going good on him man i'm gonna miss him being in the at aiw for a while i know he's he's probably got a lot more shit booked but good on him for doing as long as he did it it really it did a lot of good for aiw and i will say this and and we we gave cardona shit and then some of it's good to curve some of it's not be honest Mm -hmm. about it but he really literally he put three people over on Saturday night. He put Broner over and he put PME over and at, at is, the same time. Yeah, you couldn't be more right. That's hundred yeah. percent right. Yeah. So yeah, go so we say we say a lot about Cardona, both positive and negative. But I, I will give him a prop. Absolutely, he's a professional, and and there's not a, there's not as many of those left anymore in wrestling. So yeah. you know, good on him for doing it. Yeah. And he's one of those guys. Like I can have a conversation with him at intermission. I can boo the fuck out of him during a match, and then he cool with me after the show because he re- because he get it. Like he understand he understands what I'm doing too. No, absolutely. So Thanks. grades before we go on to our guest and everything else that's coming on this super show. <laughs> yeah. All right, so thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs in the middle. Thumbs up, up, way up. What yeah, a great ab- show for them. Yeah, absolutely. They're Greek and absolution the GIW version of WrestleMania, and I definitely felt that way the whole way through. Yeah, it was it was a big, big show, big time feel. I cannot wait for the fall. Jay Lit's gonna be pretty great. Let's see if we can get Butter back on here and get that shit wrapped up. There you go. Follow me on Twitter and Twitch and TikTok at Ref Jayhawk. Uh on Twitch I've been streaming WWE 2K23 doing a universe mode based off of 1984 WWF. Been very interesting so far. Uh, also, uh, this weekend, I've got a double shot coming up in Youngtown, Real Action Pro Wrestling on Saturday, 6 o'clock at the Ohio Urban Renaissance Center. And then on Sunday at, I believe, 4 o'clock bell time at Penguin City Brewing in Youngtown, it is Dropkick Diabetes 7. Maven, Tommy Dreamer, Wigo Del Cole, NWA Women's Champion Camille, among others on that card. So have a couple, have a couple of drinks, check that out, drink money for a good cause. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, OnlyFans, and Blue Sky at eGirlFanboy, boy spelled B-O-I. And listen to my other podcast, Xover. It's going to be a big week. This Street Fighter episode got delayed for reasons, mostly because I was out in the woods to not properly upload it. So this week, you're going to get two episodes. Uh, as this episode comes out, it'll already be dropped. The Finally, the Street Fighter the movie episode done with this podcast's own Charlie Brothers. And then on Friday, dropping the episode we did with Mikey Montgomery, checking out a couple episodes of Power Rangers Time Force. So check both of those out. Also, what's going to be on the Patreon coming up? Yes, we have some upcoming Patreon content. Uh, after we record our little Axe Over podcast, Mikey joined me again for Mar- the first episode of Marcy's Arcade. We talked lots of video games. 
Grand Theft Auto and Sonic the Hedgehog were the main points of discussion, but there's a whole bunch of other stuff in there. So I will be working on that this week. So that should hopefully be dropping very soon on the Patreon. I, I posted a picture of uh, Jay Hawk next to a painting of a clown that he looked like. I did not look like that fucking oh, clown. Scary okay. ass clowns at the Chadmore. It yeah, was it bar. was one in the bar. The, uh, I'll send you a, a, a DM with the picture. I'm telling you, it looks <laughs> they look identical. <laughs> I do not look like that fucking clown. Was that was that your plug? <laughs> yes, uh, I don't have anything else going on. Uh, I, just right. make, I just want to make fun of Jayhawk. <laughs> so, what does that mean? That you're just gonna individually DM every single person that wants to see this picture? Yeah. Well, if you, if you join the Patreon, even at the three dollar tier, it's available there. It's a However, print. We could send it out as a print. Oh, Wait, yeah, we can could you, eventually do that as a print. Yeah. Can we just directly DM all the Patreons that picture? No context, <laughs> just the photo. Right, just the photo. I mean, probably. I don't. I don't know Chris's phone number from. I'm sure I can. I can find that for you. Can't you just DM through Patreon? Uh, but I, they can already see it. It shows up on their Patreon feed. Send oh, it nice. anyways. Who cares? Just do it. It's that personal touch, butters. You know. <laughs> all right. I you want can... you, every bit of Patreon content release. I now want you to also DM to every single Patreon. No, no, that's not happening. That seems like a lot of work, Mars. Um, okay, hey, Butter, can you tell me what I'm thinking right now? Um, you're gonna check your wife's temperature with no, that finger. We're not. We're not doing that. We're not. We're definitely not. <laughs> all right. All right. You can uh, for, find for me. For what it's worth, my wife agreed with the motherfucker when she called. The she picture. did. Her, her yeah, little well, paws tip tapped on no. the screen, and it said, "I can see it." No, we're not doing that, fathers. Nope. nope. Remember, you're, you're stepping into my territory. Don't you dare. <laughs> all right all right all right you can find me on twitter at jgold12 on instagram at jgold12 please rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to us and our twitter handle iwguide1 do not go to iwguide that's not us the youtube page and our patreon iwguide uh, uh, patreon.com backslash iwguide don't forget about the merch store over brainbustertees.com wear our faces on your bodies and also check out the stand from burlington line maybe he'll sing some r kelly for you as well uh, it's contest time where we're actually going to be offering uh, uh, a contest at this moment. You must be following both AIW Wrestling and IW Guide 1. Use the hashtag AIW Fonzie and tell us your favorite Fonzie moment in AIW. And you could win two tickets to the AIW Fonzie Hardcore Tournament July 29th in Jefferson, Ohio. Winner will be announced July 26th. You have to use the hashtag Hashtag AIW Fonzie to tell us about your favorite moment. Please remember to use the hashtag and be following both of those accounts. Um, check out our podcast friends at Odds with Wrestling, the super fantastic podcast. The card is going to change. Wrestling cheers. X over if you catch my grift and Hiya Bussy, a wrestling adjacent podcast. Make sure you can check out our other friends, the official graphic designer of the Indie Wrestling Guy, JCP Designs, PWPonderings.com, Time Capsule Toys, Toy Hio, Rubber City Toys, Big Starks Brand, Set Tab Photos, Michelle Carter and Jose Rodriguez Photography, AJ Small Photography, and Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio. That's all I got for this week. Quote. Uh, in response to a Blue Chew ad, Hayabusi once said, just keep in mind, you're supposed to chew the pill, not shove it up inside your pee hole. That's a that's good advice. It is. Um, yeah. <laughs> I replied that I usually just mash it up with my limp dick and then snort it. So, <laughs> all right. Well, he said he tried boofing I, it once and it just gave him a hard butthole. So, <laughs> well, watch independent wrestling, everyone. <laughs> 
Later. See ya. Bye. Pleasure, dweebs. I can still smell that Dutchie in December. I still hear you laughing at some Adam Sandler. I still feel my head in your headlock. Your tears drying on my nautica. Uh, do you want do you want my favorite Fonzie memory in AIW? Yes. Um, I have two quick ones. One was the night he came out in AIW originally. Um, he could not go outside, so he just looked at me in the most serious uh, question of all time he's ever asked anyone. He goes, "Hey, can I just start smoking cigarettes inside?" <laughs> that, was said, Abso- <laughs> that was Abso in 2019. Yes. Yeah, I was. He's, at just that behi- one. he's just behind the stage, just ripping heaters. <laughs> <laughs>
And also, uh, before the I Assure You Are Open show, um, Fonzie almost started an entire street ball brawl in Indianapolis. How do you do some, that? Some uh, some young you know college kids were uh, getting real lippy with Fonzie, so the entire roster decided to def- uh, defend Fonzie, and all of a sudden it looked like we were at like West Side Story or something. Like everyone was <laughs> lined up; it was about to happen. <laughs> People are getting thrown into Ubers to get back to the hotel. It was chaos. That's awesome. We love Fonzie. Yeah, Fonzie actually blew that fir- that first appearance. If you were paying attention, but somebody he, somebody posted on like Fonzie Facebook page about something, and he responded with, "Oh yeah, Daddy, I'm going to be in Cleveland on this day working for John Thorne and AIW." And I'm like, "What?" And then he yeah. like immediately, uh, Thorne apparently got word for it, and it got pulled. Pulled. It woke up there for a little bit. Fonzie is a menace. He's the best. I don't think he realized he was supposed to be a Caprike, or if he or he forgot. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be in Cleveland on this day working for AIW. Come game me. 